Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Thanks to Backbone for supporting Core. Go to playbackbone.com slash core right now. And for a limited time, get free access to over 350 console games and perks. Backbone is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal. Not only is the game specifically optimized for Backbone, but you will also receive $10 in in-game perks. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash core. You're right. He's right. We got too much talent and we work too hard to be playing like this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Core. This is Core, talking video games, the world around it, uh, the big announcements, the little stuff, the games we're playing, everything in between. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger for Thursday, September 15th, 2022. And uh, it was a big week, you guys. A lot of stuff happening. Nintendo and Sony, even a little Microsoft sneaking their little beak in there. It felt like a Christmas week if you wanted to. Uh, sneak. Yeah. It was like a just video game, I don't know, buffet sort of. In a, in a way that was easy to digest. I didn't feel overwhelmed by it. It was just like, here's the direct. Oh, we lost. Bo got up and moved. Here's the direct. <laughs> yeah, the stuff he cared about is over. Oh, he's yeah. got a, the, the show's on. He's, he can go. <laughs> he had to get his coffee. I, get I had it. to go get my Starbucks. Okay, see? I just it was. I wanted a sip, and it was over there. And it's all good. I muted, and Scott's doing the intro thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just and, funny uh, to watch you go, just get up. And, okay, I'll see you later. I'm getting out of here. Uh, so we're going to talk about all those things and a few other things to, to top it off. I also just want to, at the top of the show, recommend that if you haven't joined us on Patreon, you can get in there at the cheapest level. It's like nothing. Like, go pay a dollar. Because today's pre-show, which goes up as a separate hunk of audio, 
uh, up on the Patreon was some of my favorite stuff we've ever done. We had two big, big things happen. We had a VR guest that no one knew was coming and had a lot of fun with it. But then John and I continued the conversation based on it and had a really interesting, in-depth, uh, uh, sort of continued VR discussion uh, that I didn't expect us to have either. So I'm just saying, if you're looking for both the non, non-intelligent non and intelligent, become a patron and, and listen to all that extra stuff. You'll, your mind will be blown. Okay? Wait, Arctanus isn't that dumb. Is no, he? he's, he's smart. He's just, he's just single-minded, you know? He's all about... McDonald's. Do, he's McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all about McDonald's. That's right. Uh, anyway, if you want to know what that's about, I seriously recommend it. It was great. Uh, let's dive in. All right. So a weird thing happened to start all this off, which I feel like is going to be a good chunk of our conversation about this week's news. Um, GoldenEye's having a bit of an anniversary. 25 years, I think. 20 yeah 25 i don't years. know i don't want to think about it that's one of those things i can mark exactly how old i was when i played goldeneye and i don't want to think about how many years it's been i know it's been a bit of time um let's put it this way i have a i had a daughter who was four months old when that game came out and she is 25 Jeez. plus months old or years old wow now. wow so think of that but anyway um it's coming to the switch via the uh, switch online thing that you pay for every month as the uh, original GoldenEye uh, version of the N64 game. So for those looking for the sort of pure N64 experience, that's coming your direction there. Well, we'll get into it, but okay. not exactly. Okay, There's interesting. Not 100% original experience. Oh my gosh, all right. Just, ooh, some 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 juicy bits here. Now, yep. before we get to that, though, uh, Rare, which is the company that developed the game, uh, famously, was purchased by Microsoft many years ago. And uh, they kind of have the rights to do things with GoldenEye that are not the N64 port version of the game. So if they want to make a remake, they can. If they want to do, I mean, they have to work with the the rights holders to GoldenEye itself, like the James Bond people and all that. But but they can make different iterations of that game away and outside of the original N64 game. And that's exactly what they're doing to celebrate the anniversary, well, sort of. Also, uh there's big asterisks on all of this, Scott. Yeah, yeah. It was a real celebratory moment. For one brief moment, they did the da 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 and the world went, yeah, finally, finally. After years of it being quiet, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then details came out, and it's weird. So are you ready for this? Yeah, let's lay out the details. We'll go through it. Tell me, tell me um, this. Tell me the Nintendo differences first, because I'm, I'm. It's coming curious. out on Switch and Xbox. Okay. These are not going to be the same versions of the game. Right. The Switch version of the game, which in theory is the version that is literally just a port of the N64 version, is actually going to feature online multiplayer. Mm. Makes sense in this modern age, but it will have online multiplayer on the Switch version. Okay. The xbox version is going to be bumped up to 4k yeah it's going to have dual analog controller support yeah and no online multiplayer local (laughs) multiplayer only so it'll have split screen couch and all that but no no online came no online so uh you know the nintendo switch known for its amazing online multiplayer uh infrastructure is going to be the online multiplayer hub for goldeneye and the xbox 
known for, you know, really not featuring multiplayer anything, mm. uh, is going to have zero multiplayer options. And to just make it a little trickier, for the longest time, there it's been like the worst kept secret in video gaming was that somebody was remastering Goldeneye. Right. Uh, and that there was going to be a remaster of the game. Footage leaked of it. It had been discussed very openly. It was something that every time Microsoft did an event, it was like, they're going to announce GoldenEye Remaster. Like, is this going to be the time? This up-res that Microsoft is doing is literally just these assets being capable of played on a 4K thing. It is not the remaster of GoldenEye that has literally leaked and had footage on the internet of it. Yeah, That game still does not exist. Yeah, it doesn't. Not in a playable way. You're right. Uh, there, there are plenty of uh, uh, ripoff like uh, fan recreations and Unreal Tournaments engine and stuff like that. But we're talking about like an official uh, remaster slash remake that was in the works. There's video footage of it. I've seen it myself as well. This is not that. You're not getting that. No, no. This is just a 4K up to 4K capable high res version of the game with dual analog support for a controller, which will be interesting um, because GoldenEye, you know, part of the reason that worked on the N64 was it had ungodly generous auto aim. Like mm-hmm. you can watch somebody run straight down a corridor and you can watch the gun in the middle of the screen just go Ooh, and aim all over the place. Like yeah. it's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, I put this quote in our document and I feel like it's true here. And I don't know if this was a case of Nintendo and Microsoft having to work out a deal. I don't know if there was a compromise, but I think it's pretty clear that this is not neither version of these games is the optimal version of the game. So I put in this quote from one Tyrion Lannister. No one is very happy, which means it's a good compromise. Uh, Yeah, that's actually a pretty Uh, good quote. I like that. Well, that's what this feels like to me. It is so weird that the Microsoft Xbox version wouldn't have multiplayer. And it's so weird to me that the switch version, honestly, the weird part is that it does, but I also am surprised that they aren't finding a way to put dual analog and stuff like that. Some modern features, uh, into it as well. So given that the device they're putting it on has dual analog sticks, like they should do that. You know, yeah. the only reason we had a single analog stick in the N64's case is because that console only had one stick. Yeah, they were busy inventing it. Yeah, they were, they were, like, <laughs> they, they, they were bold enough to do one. They weren't ready for two. They were like, I don't know. And they didn't even know where to put it. They're like, where are we going to put this thing? In yeah. The middle of the controller. It's a bummer. It's a bummer <laughs> that it's so weird and disparate. But I, I kind of get it because Nintendo's probably fiercely protective of whatever rights they re- they retain. And Microsoft would love to do, I'll bet they'd love to do a full-blown remake. Like, why wouldn't they? It's just yeah. money on the table, right? But um, the nice thing is you will pay for it with, well, I guess either way you're paying for it. It's Game Pass or it's the or it's the monthly Nintendo business. Well, there there is one other caveat. If you own the uh, Rare, uh, what was it called? The Rare Something Collection. It's basically a collection of rare games. Rare re- uh, Rewind, I think, right? The Rewind? Yes, Rare Rewind. That's yeah. correct. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Trivia is one. You yep. did it, Scott. Did Good it. job. I'm going home with the prize. Uh, if you have that collection, you will get it for free. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have that collection. I guess I got it for free. I do as well. Yeah. So you're going to you're gonna be getting it for free. Uh, but it is going to also be on Game Pass and... Uh, 
yeah, if you've got the online business with Nintendo, I mean, hey, here's a real good justification for it because guess what? That's the only way you're going to be able to play online multiplayer with it. And considering now we're all old and we've moved on in our lives if you want to play multiplayer with the people you originally did probably gonna have to play it over the switch we don't live across the neighborhood from each other anymore so people of a certain age and also a certain era of gaming and and you know whatever they this is a beloved game and it's all anyone ever wants is a version of goldeneye to play in the future at least they think they do Bo, growing up in canada or in the you know in the range of 95 to 98 was this even on your radar did you oh, care? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a classic. This was this was the couch one of the couch competitive games of my, you know, late teens, early twenties. They hit right in that right in that spot where everyone wanted to play Goldeneye and compete and all that. So, yeah. So would you yeah. are you excited about either of these? Like are you like No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, what a wonderful piece of nostalgia. <laughs> I've moved on. Yeah. No, I mean I've gone back and tried it. It's pretty It's janky. And I, I only have so long left on the earth. I'm not going to spend it playing this game. It you feels know, janky. Like, like there's lots of shooters to play. I'm not worried about this game at all. I, I feel like there are, there's an audience for nostalgia stuff. So that's not to minimize anyone's desire to play this stuff. I'm just, yeah, you know, it's sure. It's an old shooter to me, you know? to me. Uh, I would say the same about doom or Wolfenstein. Sure. Like, loved them. They're, they get resold. I think I played on my phone the Doom game, and mm-hmm. I played for you know thirty minutes, and I was like, I could just be doing anything else, you know, like <laughs> including playing the new Doom. Like, let's not do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if you're into retro gaming, maybe you've got more love for or more room yeah, for just a, a game personal like this, taste but, thing. I don't. Yeah, not for me. But like, um, I have nothing but fun. I, I do find for it, it funny that they're being so weird and. You know, it's an old game. They should be able to unify it across many platforms. <laughs> like, I find it weird that it <laughs> listening to John dissect the different versions, and I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> well, it's all it's this weird it's this dichotomy of Rare used to be a Nintendo focused developer, and then Microsoft bought them as this like sneaky little move to steal them away before the 360 gen, and then kind of did nothing with them for a while. I mean, they had some stuff, but it wasn't they weren't the rare of old, and they really still haven't. There's a new perfect dark game in the works that is not a very big secret i guess that's i don't know if it's officially announced but that's definitely happening yeah i think i heard that so you know rare is still a you know a cool a cool dev team to own and you know use or whatever but i just think that there's so much history here in this particular case that there's no desire with either company to let the other one have this the spotlight so they just had to piecemeal this crap well, and then on top of that, it's a licensed game, so you have to deal with the broccolis on top of that. Yeah, and, who wants to deal uh, with the broccolis? Nobody. nobody wants to deal with the broccolis. And actually, I think there might be something. I might be mixing it up, but I'm pretty sure that there is a weird licensing thing, even within the world of James Bond, where someone made one of the movies and they got the license to remake that movie whenever they want, they just have to claim it's a remake of it and they can do it again without mm. the licensing that they have to know. It's why there could be two James Bond movies uh, when they did the Roger Moore and Sean Connery one at the same time. Oh yeah. It has something to do with that. I think it's, it might be Thunderball. I'd have to go look it up. It's some weird, obscure James Bond fact, but I think Goldeneye actually got brought into this in some way uh, because there was a GoldenEye game that came out featuring Daniel Craig and they called it GoldenEye and the way they got around it was the same weird loophole that was based around the whole Thunderball thing. So 
it's nuts. It's a licensing nightmare. Uh, we should all be excited. We're getting it, I guess, but uh, it is extremely weird the way this game is coming. Out. For sure. Um, I want to. I'm, I'm going to at least check out what's going on with the Xbox One just to kind of see. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll spend much time with it, given that they're not really doing much to it. And this N64 one I played to death back in the day, so I'm kind of with boats. Like, why go back? Um, and I tried it recently in emulation, and I'm here to tell you for the time it was groundbreaking it doesn't hold up it just doesn't your nostalgia is thicker than you think i'm just telling you i now. think here's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna argue this a little <clears> bit <throat> because go. i actually think it's not per, it's not perfect you don't play it and go oh my gosh it's still a modern shooter that plays great today i will say it holds up better than i thought it would mm. i thought i'd play it and go this is garbage but i think what goldeneye did that was so unique is that it it did the like multiple ways to approach missions like stealth or guns blazing or, you know, very tactical. And it did it so well that I think people have had a hard time emulating it. And also their difficulty was less about, well, now enemies just soak up a lot of bullets. Cause that's, that's feel, it feels like what it is today. If you set the difficulty higher, they're going to be more accurate and it's going to take way more shots to hit them uh, or to kill them. Goldeneye was like, okay, well, it's the same stage. Some of those parts are true, but now you have more stuff to do in the stage. And I, I think that was a really cool, revolutionary way of doing difficulty in a game mm-hmm. that strangely doesn't get mimicked very often. Where it's like, hey, we're, we're going to make this stage and we're going to blow it out bigger than it even needs to be. And the deeper you want to go into it, the more uh, the more cool secrets you'll find, but also the more challenge you'll find. Yeah. And I love that idea. And it just feels like nobody else ever did. It's like the nemesis system from the Lord of the Rings game. It's like, what a cool thing. And then nobody does anything with it anymore. So, uh, I think those elements hold up. Okay. But that said, I do expect to show this game to my kids and be like, gather around. We're going to golden eye multiplayer. And they're going to be like, yeah, when are we playing Fortnite?" And be like, get out. (laughs) what are you saying get out of here this was Fortnite for so for a lot of us this is what you know the kids are into um i forgot there was that 007 reloaded game that came out in the 360 era it was daniel craig but the golden eye story totally different game though that's not a remaster of the previous game that game's pretty good i i know it gets some short shrift because it's taking the name and that's dangerous just because of the, you know, I don't know, this cloud of nostalgia people have for the original game. But there's that game's good. Reloaded is fun. If you can get a copy of it, I'm just saying, the, give it a The minute. only memory I have of it was uh, I had a buddy who loved Goldeneye. Hmm. And he got that game for his son when it came out. And his son was still very little and they were playing it together. And I was visiting them for Christmas while his son played the game. And uh, anytime he he wanted to go do a melee hit, I'd go ice that fool, and the kid would run up and hit him. Yeah. And it led to me unintentionally training his son that if you point at someone and go ice that fool, he is a little kid would just <laughs> run over and smack whatever you said. Yeah. And uh, it has always bothered my my friend that that was a lesson I taught his son very early on. I was like, man, you should have used that. That's a good skill. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> aim it at your enemies send him and that kid's now serving eight to ten in arizona state prison no he's a good kid oh good i was worried that john sent him down a road you know no i i didn't do that a road of no return well anyway that's coming up watch for it when did they say when they didn't say when, did they? Did they? I don't think <laughs> I. They didn't show a lot. They were just like, "Remember Goldeneye," and then they talked about it, and uh, then people were like, "Huh." Um, oh, where is it? Um, oh, here it is, May twelfth, twenty twenty three. Oh no, that's Ke- Tears of the Kingdom. We'll get to that in a minute. Sorry, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> uh, where where is it? Uh, just, oh, January twentieth. Tw- no, that's Fire Emblem. Where's the date? There's no date. We have no date. They gave us no date. No date. No date. Uh, all right. Well, screw that then. Let's. Uh, we'll have to see that when we get it. Uh, Nintendo Direct. Let's talk about that and break down a few of these things. I now understand why they delayed the uh, Direct for a couple of days. Um, the name of the new Zelda follow-up to Breath of the Wild is called Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which you can't really really or you can't do your direct on the day the Queen dies and call something Tears of the Kingdom. At least they don't think they can. I think I probably could have, but you know the world's sensitive. So uh, that's my current theory. I'm sticking to it. I don't think I'm alone in this, but Nintendo delayed the Direct because the Queen died and the name of their game is unfortunate. No, they 100% did because they didn't broadcast it in the UK even when it did come out. Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Those, those so you're very right. Just uh, pat yourself on the back. You're right. That's I don't you, know if it caused the delay, but it definitely didn't broadcast in the UK. Well, big news. Uh, Zelda, or The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is your next big mainline Zelda game. It was originally, everybody said, well, this is like Breath of the Wild 2, but now I'm not so sure it has much to do with that game at all. Really? Other than uh, the art looks f- similar, I suppose. But I'm actually excited because maybe they took broken weapons out of it. I don't know. No one said because it's too early for them to say. But we're getting it next year in May. So we'll know then. And then maybe. It's interesting that you, you say that because um, I kind of wrote this off. I got excited because all of a sudden the internet was like, new Zelda game, new Zelda information. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm so I realized I was so excited. I, it was like realizing you were hungry and you didn't, you didn't know it till someone brought up food. Yeah. And I raced to the internet and I saw that like it's the Breath of the Wild sequel has a name. And I, then I remembered it was the sequel to Breath of the Wild and I went, oh, I don't care. <laughs> Well, I mean, is it though? Because I, I, it is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. So I don't. That doesn't mean it's going to play like it. But they have been saying Breath of the Wild two for a while, and now that game has a title. Whether or not it still plays like it, how much DNA it lifts from it, it it it's the sequel. Is it a sequel? Yes. How do we know this? Because it is. But we don't know that though, because it doesn't. The, <laughs> John, 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 with the convincing. Guy. Yeah, I, like, I don't. Like, I don't know how I to answer so. that question, Scott. Besides, it is. It's like somebody going, "Is Empire Strikes Back a sequel to uh, Star Wars?" Yes, I don't yeah, know how to say it. But any that's, more than but that's yes. like saying, Look, "I get what you're saying." Go to the Nintendo site, like take to, to, to Nintendo. 
I mean, you Here's can go. The, the art looks a little different. It doesn't show. It doesn't have any. It's got some kind of stuff up in the sky going on. Like it doesn't look like it's tied to that game very much. Yes, because it's a sequel. They're doing. They're not making the same game. Okay, so they're making a sequel to. No, but I you haven't talked in a while. Let me settle yeah, this. Bo, please, go, right? Bo, go. Yes, please. on Nintendo.com on the page, it's blah blah blah. Hyrule, blah blah blah. Look forward to Link's massive adventure starting again with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild drops for Nintendo Switch on May 12, 2020. So canonically so sequel, is that what they mean? Straight from the marketing of Nintendo itself, it's the sequel to Breath of the Wild. But what is, honestly, I still, <laughs> I still am concerned about what they define as a sequel. Because the reason I'm asking is this. You could say same generation release of two Zelda games like GameCube had... Uh, uh, the, the boat one. I can't think of it all of a sudden. Why can't Wind I? Wind Waker. Wind Waker. And then they uh-huh. had Twilight Princess after that. Uh, two totally different Zelda games, but technically sequels in that it's the next Zelda game. Is that what they mean? It's ne- no. the next Zelda game. No. No. They mean this is a sequel to that other game. Okay. There's a narrative continuity between these two entries, essentially. Okay. That's what I'm wondering. And if that's the case, yeah. then I, I, mean, have no, the, I have no problem Nintendo's with that. Nintendo's not known for their huge canonical narratives so i mean it could be really weird and you know you know we're not playing like mass effect 2 to mass effect 1 with nintendo games it might it could just be really weird like maybe what you mean when you're like yeah yeah but like is it a sequel you know like they might have all the characters you know like i get what you're saying so you could be right about that i don't think we'll know till we get i hope i'm right because what i want is i'm fine with it being canonical sequel from a thematic sense that's fine um but but my guess nintendo doesn't do things where they split up content and say this next game is basically just more breath of the wild it's a sequel to it directly with all the same stuff with a few tweaks here and there i don't think we should expect that i think we should expect a, a new game new ideas new mechanics they always do that um, with every Zelda game ever, and they iterate pretty hard between games. And one of the things I, I just hope in my heart is that they decided that that breaking weapon system sucked, and because it did, and they can just drop that and give me the rest. That's what I want. I and would it, like that too. And I, I don't think it being a sequel prevents that from happening. You know, like right. I think Phoenix Rising, um, I think that game proved that you can do that style game and have weapons that don't degrade over time. Now, whether or not they decide to do that, I don't know. But this this game, when the first trailer showed for it, was shown as Breath of the Wild Part 2 or whatever. Okay. That is what it was shown as. Okay. And now they have finally given that game a title, and it, it's this. Now, if they so would... This, if, this is a follow-up to that. My guess would be it continues the story, in fact. Put me on the record as saying that if they keep breakable, breakable weapons, please add <laughs> systems to easily repair them and don't breakable. have them break after four or five whacks. Okay, that's all I'm really asking. I don't mind this mechanic in Diablo or uh, a million other uh, RPGs where your weapons degrade. It's not a problem. It's that I can hit something three times and go, oh, shit, it's broken and I have nothing else and I'm dead. F that. F that noise. I hate it. So don't do that ever again because you ruined what was possibly the greatest Zelda game ever made. And you... (laughs) You did it with this one dumb mechanic. Nice job. I agree with you. There's a lot of people that don't agree with you, but yeah. I think you're right. And I, I, it's the reason why I haven't played it. I have a switch now. I could. Uh, you could. And again, I've liked games like it, but I, 
I every time I think about it, I go, eh, I don't really need to play it. And to me, it's sad because there was an obvious compromise. Weapons are breakable until you get the master sword and then the master sword doesn't break. Yeah. And the master sword technically doesn't break, but it does need to be recharged after a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it ruined the game for me. And I see the chat. They're like, it was so small. It was a minor thing. Not if it prevents you from playing the game or having like, fun freaking like that. that it because it didn't bother you doesn't mean it prevented other people from playing it so you know like it is a big deal to some uh congratulations it didn't bother you i like Kevin sector did. seven sector seven's answer just do what i did emulate it and d- disable it that's true you can disable it in the <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's a good idea <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i just i don't know i felt like it held back the the fun and actually just didn't need to like it, it's not that it's a mechanic that was crucial to the game. It it wasn't. It was a distraction, which is why I think it was broken. It didn't add anything um, that you would normally get out of that. Would be like, all right, I'm going on this mission. Oh, I should probably repair before I leave, just in case. You know, let's just go do some gold sink and like think of an MMO or something. Like that's fine. That's totally fine. It's a way to uh, a way to make the game have a realism act, uh, factor. Whatever. It's just their implementation was just so ridiculous. It's like, oh, you are you gonna use that skeleton arm? Guess what? You might get to use it twice. Enjoy. Well, shit, I don't well, got anything. That's else. on you for fighting with a skeleton <laughs> arm. You know, that's that's like going. Oh, I decided to fight with this wet noodle, and I'm shocked that it didn't hold up over well, time. Well, I mean, think of it. Sometimes you were fighting with a regular good sword or a stick or something, and it would die. And then you were like, well, what's in my inventory? Oh shit, there's nothing here but skeleton arms. And then you were just stuck. Yeah. Either I get what they're trying to solve. Though. <laughs> Because there's a problem with those games where you create a collection of items, but you only ever play with the best one. Like, if you're trying to like get full utilization out of all of your mechanics, you have all these steps along the way to the best sword, right? That basically get ignored. So why do they even bother making it for the game? You know, it's like it, I'm not defending it. I haven't played it, but my sense is like this seems like a let's try to make everything relevant gameplay. You right. know, if we don't have a way to, to for you to lose those items, they just become the item you use. Mm-hmm. I you think know, that's like exactly talk what about the master did. sword. It's like, why would you use any other sword? Then it's like, why do we even put this system in the game if there's nothing? So I feel like the defenders, I, I've heard them say stuff to that effect where it's like it's about making the best out of having little, like a roguelike game, yeah. right? Where you like you don't have everything you want ever, <laughs> but you got to survive, right? But you, you know, your point may be that it's still not fun. Like that doesn't take away from the fact that you don't like it. So yeah, to me, it's just know, that maybe it's not a good solution or good system. But like to me, that's that's its intent. So as an experiment, whether it worked or not, I think is up to the how people feel. It just like, made me want to play Wind Waker when I played it. That's all it did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just probably from an IP standpoint. That's what not what people are looking for. I bet you if the guy who made FTL made a game where your swords break, everyone would be like, oh, sweet indie game with breaking weapons. So innovative. But, you mm-hmm. know, Zelda, Nintendo games in general, you think of a casual good time. Yeah. So you're not like, what's with this hardcore realism? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or this ridiculously over the top realism. Like in the in a way, it was unrealistic even more so because they broke too fast. Like some of those swords should have lasted longer. They just should. And I should have a way to fix them or do something. But instead, I had to throw them away. I freaking hated that. Well, anyway, how about this one? You know, it's that great debate of 
do spoilers make something better or do they ruin it? And mm. I think ultimately it comes down to the people and the opinions behind it. You know, like for some people, this is going to be a mechanic that enhances the gameplay. And for some people, it's going to be a mechanic that drives them away. It's, you know, it's the same principle as like Magnum bullets in a resident evil game. Are you the kind of person that gets them and uses them to just, you know, get through the game? Are you the kind of person that hoards them and then has a whole inventory full of them at the very end of the game? Because you never, you were always too afraid to use them. And I feel like it's a similar mindset that goes, Oh, if all these weapons are going to break, I just have anxiety about carrying around all these weapons. And I think that'll affect some people and not affect others. And, uh, you know, it's that simple. It's not, nobody's going to change anybody's mind. No matter how well you write your tweet, just getting ahead of it, you're not going to convince Scott that a weapon breaking is a good idea for the Zelda game any more than he's going to convince you that it was bad. So, yeah, good point. That's it. It's a good point. Uh, you've been playing another game where weapons don't break, and, you know, those indestructible dildos are pretty great weapons oh. in Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, dude. Have you, got, have you gotten a dildo weapon yet? I in have Cyberpunk? not. I have not, but I did find a store that had. Let me just say this. <laughs> if the dildos I found at this store in Cyber in Night City, if these were real, someone's going to die using them. They wouldn't fit in anything. They're they're they were designed way too big. Yeah, there's no way you yeah. survive the use of some of these devices. I my oh, guess no. is like you'd have to be augmented before use is what I'm thinking. Because yeah, my gosh, I put a video up on the core Twitter and it just it cracked me up because I was like, yeah, right. Who's putting that up their hooter? Nobody. No one. Maybe if you have an augmented hooter, then maybe you can. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's the thing in Cyberpunk's universe is augmented Yeah, genitalia. augmented hooters. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do really like, oh, there's. I have a lot to say about that game. I'll save it for when we talk about what we played, but. Yeah, yeah, save it. But I just wanted to mention that those, like, I got a dildo like that I use as a club. Like, I could hit, kill people with it. Yeah. Well, it was a non-lethal death, actually. Oh. So it could, um, but I can fight with it. Death. And you could turn the vibrating feature on and off to while you used it as well. Really? And it just looks like a giant penis. Yeah, great, yeah. Great. I don't. So you've you've done the mission. I'm pretty with far the, well, with, the, with the meat warehouse, right? With the the brick and. Um, have I? Oh yes, I did. That was yeah. early. Yeah, you, I did that. Yeah, so there's a corporate corporal woman that gets involved in it yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. So you can romance her <laughs> with the depending web. on how things go. So I don't know if you did or not. I did not romance her. No. Yeah. And I'm, one of the mission rewards in the room because you go to the no tell motel with her. Yeah. And have a little uh, a encounter. Little, a little. And you get a, the mission reward is a dildo that you can fight with. Well. I that sounds all right. I I um I am saving all of my romance for Judy. I'm in love with Judy. Yeah. I like her a lot. Well, you're playing a girl character, so you'll, you're in luck. Oh yeah, that's right. Because she's uh she's a corpo lesbo. Is how I like to put it. Just well, kidding. Not a corpo, but <laughs> I made that up. It's just fun to say corpo lesbo. Yeah, it's fun. Anyway, that's very Nova of you. There's a lot to say about that game, and I will get to it. But um. There's Anyways, also, I just all I want to say is the dildos in Cyberpunk are not breakable, so you know. Okay, neither they weren't in uh, the Saints okay. Row. <laughs> I felt I like to... I was in a room and didn't know how I got here, and just all of a sudden there was a real in-depth dildo talk, and I was like, "Wow, where, yeah. how did I get into this room?" <laughs> it was. I just wanted to say, <laughs> you know, Zelda's one game, and most weapons are unbreakable, including the one I know Scott's playing Cyberpunk. So yeah, those yeah. are indestructible in that game. Saints Row had them too. They don't. The new one doesn't have them though. No dildos in Yeah, there, not so surprising because it looks generic as shit. Yeah, it didn't look great. I was so bummed about that. I wanted to, I wanted there to be a great new 
take and new game in the in the Saints Row universe, and, and there it was. I it was told announced. you I had the perfect pitch for a new Saints Row game. Give it to me. Nobody wanted to do my pitch, but it was a goddamn ten out of ten idea. I don't remember I this at all. I'm not good at patting myself on the back, but I'm telling you, this is the best sequel they should have done. Okay, give it to me. So basic. Uh, Saints Row Four ended with them. Uh, stupidly enough, just catching everybody up. Spoilers. Ended with them uh, traveling through time. Yeah. That was, that was what the Saints were doing at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, they were going throughout history. Yeah. So my pitch was, you know, Saints Row got its start being kind of a mock GTA ripoff, right? Yeah. Instead of mocking GTA, let's mock Rockstar's other big property and mock Red Dead. Yeah. They end up in the Wild West. Yeah stranded they don't have their tech and now you have modern day saints row gangsters why are you showing dildos sorry i wanted (laughs) i wanted to chat i should have warned you i was trying to find it for the chat because we were having this conversation and i found it late while you were he's just entertaining chat while you tell your story sorry sorry he's like john sorry what you're saying isn't interesting (laughs) no i love what you're saying to the chat while you're while you're talking i do this all the time it's my bad but i I, know i love where you're going with this keep going i want to hear more so is wild west it's a riff on uh red dead yeah so that's the game you're parroting instead of uh gta and you've got modern day gangsters in the wild west and slowly over time they rediscover their technology so as you progress through the story you slowly do get into like tanks and crazy bullshit like that by the end of the game in a wild west setting Mm. i'm in that's what i would have done i would have loved that that's a great idea. Why didn't they think that? Why didn't they talk to you? Is the big the they big? They could have had like old Wild West dildos, like where they're on like, <laughs> like it's like made out of these like scary mechanical contraptions, and it's like uh, lamb intestines. Yeah, that's what they used to do, yeah. man. Leather, yeah, you know? leather. Yeah, and you would have gotten melted. this different perspective of what they think is important as they bring their modern sensibilities to the Wild <laughs> West, and you know, instead of you know, they try to create gangs out of these uh, groups in the Wild West. I think it would have been awesome i think it would have been cool and i'm sad and they have a they have a wheelchair being drawn by a, a horse like that's a right because <laughs> hey, with a built wheelchairs are not electronic in those age so you sure. have a horse-drawn wheelchair for the wheelchair rocket all see the world makes yeah. itself i agree with john for many reasons but the number one reason i agree with you is because they had gone so crazy with four and they had nowhere to go. That's what you keep hearing, too, about the dev yeah. team. They're like, oh, we had nowhere to go, but we had to kind of settle things down, get it back in three territory, uh, two and three. You know, that's what we're. And I'm like, no, John's idea lets them still go crazy, but in a very interesting direction that is actually sounds like fun. And But you're still it's still crazy that they're there. Do you know what I'm or saying? What if the time machine, instead of just teleporting the saints or whatever, teleports the entire city back to prehistoric times? So it's like you have all the modern trappings, but you're on, you're in Pangea now, and there's dinosaurs and shit. Oh my lord, that's an <laughs> like, idea. You I know mean, why? Why, the, why is tele time? Why is time travel limited to people? Like why can't whole cities just be plopped down in different time periods? Yeah. One of their DLCs did end with them riding Velociraptors through town while everyone walked the dinosaur that's plate. true yeah, yeah the whole town could have been tell- yeah there's like enough there for like 10 sequels they could have done probably yeah. 10 sequels but yeah. somebody yeah. went they could have been the new assassin's the creed yeah you're not wrong <laughs> it's uh, the assassin's creed series can you imagine that going that long oh my god 
Um, I, I do have now an image in my head, like a, you know, you always have a shot for a Western poster or something. It's like all of the main characters all lined up kind of in silhouette or whatever, uh, down a dusty road, looking all badass, whatever there's, they sort of have that for red dead or red dead two. Uh, I picture just cool purple cowboy clothes. Their badges could be their little, uh, what is it, the Fleur de Lis? Is that what it is? Yeah, the, the Fleur de Lis, the little, uh, yeah. They could have had that for a badge. Oh, it would have been so good. Uh, like, the uh, more you think about it, the more you're just like, oh, there's so much opportunity for cool stuff in yeah, this Yeah, they blew it. They blew it. You're right. This is, uh, boy, the retrospect on their faces now that they've heard our cool idea. They're they're yeah. going to change their tune. All right. Uh, also, Nintendo announced Fire Emblem Engage. So, uh, Picard crossover. You guys excited for the Star Trek crossover into like, uh, like, like, like getting married? <laughs> no, it's just you know Patrick Stewart saying it's time to go and uh, oh, he's engaged. Oh, uh, it's a new new one of these. Not since the Three Schools of Juniper or whatever the hell the last one was called. What was the name of that? <laughs> three Schools of Juniper. <laughs> I think it was just called the Three Houses. Three Houses. That was very it. good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that name. I for whatever reason I skipped on that one. I didn't really intend to. I I like Fire Emblem a lot, and I've played the older ones more recently than anything. But um, I guess I'm I guess I'm excited. You know, Fire Emblem's That's cool. That's the thing is, I've played, I know I love Fire Emblem. I've played enough of them to know, hey, a Fire Emblem game, if I play it, I'm going to have a good time. It continues the trend of trailers for Fire Emblem games making me think I don't like something I typically like. Because yeah. every time I watch one of the trailers, I'm like, I'm not this. This isn't for me. Mm. It's not the best trailer in the world, but it's a game that gets by on its gameplay and... You know, I don't even know what they're doing with this main character where it's like, okay, red on the right, blue yeah. on the left, except yeah. his eye. Yep. Then it's the other way around and yep. then his outfit and then you got a little red and blue. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's a weird fire look. emblem remains a weird, weird thing. And I do love it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to have the dating simulator aspect. Um it does show him summoning in characters from other Fire Emblem games, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I like those games because of the gameplay, not and because you know I like to make the units kiss, but uh, not, <laughs> not because of the story. I haven't played Fire Emblem. What does that mean? Make the units so, kiss? <laughs> it's mean, kind of true, right? Like. Scott, you've played enough of Awakening to know that that's true. So, true. okay, my favorite one is Awakening, right? And the idea is if you have a unit, so you've got you you got a unit fighting next to another unit, right? Mm-hmm. If they do a move when they're next to each other, they gain rapport with one another because it's mm. like, oh, they're fighting together. They're yeah. you know, so in the they're, battle, they're, they're, they're providing morale to each other like a Yeah. yeah which yeah. ups their relationship for the overworld thing so that if they talk to each other, they might be like, hey, we're fighting a lot. You know, that's neat. You, so you like, mean yeah. like general, like are these like generic units or are they actual? No, they got characters? names. They all have names. And so uh, in Awakening, there's a weird thing. Like you can get them all the way up to where they fall in love and maybe even get married. But in Awakening, there's a oh. rift that opens up that's from the future. And all the kids of your units that fell in love come through. Mm-hmm. So you get to see the second generation of all these units you made fall in love. Uh, show up as kind of your backup reserve army later on in the game. Yeah, so they, there is a weird quasi dating simulator. So you, there's a tangible benefit to the fighting by 
having them procreate basically. Yeah, or having them survive so that they can then couple and then later they can procreate cuz you cuz death is permanent if you play it right. So uh, when you say kit, do they kiss on the battlefield or outside the battlefield? No, it's outside the battlefield, but when they do fight next to each other, if they're next to each other, they get a little hard. Okay, so you just said so it in a weird like a, weird way. It's like making yeah. the units and like the characters fall in love. Like is it a kissing action, you know? Like do you select kiss on a menu? No, it's a metaphorical oh, kiss. Okay. Metaphorical I guess I should kiss. play the game and find out. I bet you'd like these. They're turn based XCOM games. I mean, they're not XCOM, obviously. They have their own systems, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just it always seemed like a B tier, C tier type of game for something I don't really play, but that's me being dismissive and judgy, obviously. Maybe there's been a hundred of them and they're very popular. And, you know, what you're showing on the video mm-hmm. looks neat. You know, I like that. I love so. the GBA games personally. Um, yeah. Those are great. The 2D stuff is good. And that Symphony of the, whatever that weird indie game I bought. I bought a recent game that was like a love letter to these games on Steam. That's very good. Uh, I know you're talking Um, about Symphony of War or something like that. Yeah, is that it? I think that's it. Symphony of War. And they really nail that. They nail that whole thing. It is Symphony of War. They nail the whole thing of like, people are going to really die here. You're going to, you know, I don't know if the romance aspect's there, but all all the cheese ball anime fantasy story is there and it's great i really dig it it's got the retro 16-bit graphics too. yeah everyone's favorite i love the trailer in that though because then they show the developer and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> like why, why the sweet trailer and developer? and i'm like he's a great guy glad you put it together very smart but it's just jarring and i'm watching it next i'm gonna go check this game out and i'm like oh yeah he's in podcast mode he's got headphones and a you know a microphone like how we're looking now like you got the sweet trailer and all of a sudden he's like hi the developer here and i'm like oh maybe don't do that (laughs) maybe don't show us who you are don't show us doing a a separate video not in the trailer video yeah i could see that that's funny um well anyway that's one and i'm i'm reasonably excited about that pikmin 4 not really a pikmin guy but for pikmin fans this is long awaited i think three was on the geez wii u i guess so yeah, been, they didn't show a, a lot. They were basically just like Pikmin Four. <laughs> that was it. Get excited! Yeah. My wife loves Pikmin now, not because she likes the games, but because they have that walking. Uh, Niantic made that get all your steps in today app that's Pikmin related. Oh, so you yeah. you plant Pikmin wherever you go, and then you check on how they grew, and it's all based on how long you walked or ran. Or it's, a, it's like that's an a exercise. Game people app. like people love Pikmin. Yeah, I mean Pikmin was. Pikmin was the first in a, in a lot of ways. Pikmin was the first game where it was like, all right, you got a you got a character, and then you got a bunch of little minions, and you're gonna move as one, and you're gonna do stuff, and it's puzzly, and you're gonna take all of them with you, and they're all gonna help you build a thing. And if you're missing like some lemmings. of your Pikmin, you might some of those Pikmin might fall off and die or whatever. Like it had its okay. moments, and I want like a Lemmings feeling maybe, but less kind puzzly. of yeah. First game was what GameCube, I think. Yeah, um, it was a GameCube title, I think. It it had problems. I didn't like the time, timer thing on it because it felt like you were always late for everything. I hated that. But then they changed it with two, and I don't know. It has its place. It's you know, are you gonna say it's? Am I gonna say it's top tier Nintendo uh, IP? No, not even close. But it's got its it's got its place. Clearly, it's got a bigger place than you know any kind of Metroid announcement for four. My gosh, is that even happening? Is that really happening? I'm starting to wonder. I mean, they said, but once again, it was like Pikmin 4. It was like, here's a title. No. Yeah, that's true. I hope Pikmin 4 gets canceled and Prime 4 happens. That's what I want. I want well, I want Metroid. You don't have to cancel one to have the other. That's the only way life works. <laughs> Is it 
equivalent exchange. <laughs> like, no, for one game they announced to come out, another game they announced must die. No, you're you're absolutely right. This is why this argument of people who are like, uh, uh, which one are you going to pick, House of Dragons or freaking Rings of Power? I'm like, you don't have to pick. They're both here. I got them both. Yeah. You can literally watch both. It's fine. Yeah, you're totally right about that. Uh, Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. I have no reference on the Fatal Frame game, so I don't I have nothing to say here other than more Fatal Frame, everybody. Yeah. Get, great. get, get your frame yeah. out. Gonna, there, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody you, out there is going to be mad have, at us. You don't have to put it on a list now. <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, chat says the rumors the Metroid Prime remakes are already done. Well, why aren't they selling those to me then? Because I'd play that's those. A, that's a weird rumor. That is a weird rumor. Especially because I don't even know that they... Did they even announce those? Oh, the remakes are done, not four. Not four, the, yeah, the remakes. The, like, they're sitting on them before they have more four to show. And then they're like, remakes! Yeah. I mean, I still haven't I heard you. if they're ever going to finally... Are they waiting for Putin to lose this war to, to release... Uh, Freaking! Oh, they uh, they commented on that. Oh, that I missed game. that. What they, they basically said they're still evaluating. Oh, so. okay. They need to hurry that up because that was something I was looking forward to. Look, I don't want to. Yeah. All right, let me put it this way. I realize that the original concept behind those games were they built these fake nations and they based it around this idea of sort of the mother Russia and then city state, ex Soviet Union kind of thing. I know that's. They did that on purpose. That was that was their inspiration. I don't know why that, because of that conflict reigniting, they made it so cartoony and goofball. I don't know why it's so offensive to have it. I, I need someone to explain that to me. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I'm not getting why. And I'm trying not to be that gamer who thinks somebody owes him something and hurry up and give me my remasters. I just don't understand why it is that big of a deal. You know, because it's just, I don't know. It's like saying, what else? Oh, we're canceling Call of Duty. Why? Well, someone shot a gun in the Middle East and it was like based on one of these guns. So we can't have, we can't have Call of Duty. I mean, I, of course you're not going to do that. You're going to keep making Call of Duty. All right. I mean, not to be too uh, maybe dark with my thinking on it, but, uh, or maybe dark isn't the right term. Maybe it's just cynical, but like my guess is that it doesn't have to do with like worrying about hurt feelings so much as maybe this being too real impact sales. Mm. Yeah, you might. Man, I hate that. I hate that you're probably right, but you're probably right. That's a good point. It's at least part of it, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, I hope Putin loses. It's, he's losing major ground right now. That bastard, dude. We don't get into international politics here, but I'd love to see Putin take a dive. I mean, I think we can all pretty much agree with that. Well, I don't think it. that'll be the most controversial core take ever. I know a couple of people who, uh, let's just say they get their news from one source. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving now, on. Now we're getting into territory. <laughs> we are indeed. All right. Bayonetta 3. Bo, that had to make you excited. Big hairy lady with all the hair and the lady and the hair lady. Yeah, I like Bayonetta. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, it doesn't make me excited that it's a Nintendo Switch game. You know, but yes, awesome. If it was, uh, uh, you wish that it doesn't seem like the kind of game that it would be cool if that was a multi-platform like performer. I don't want to talk, put a lot of shade on Nintendo Switch because I know we have a lot of Nintendo fans out there, and I'm really not trying to be toxic about it. But it it really is, it really is just not exciting. Stuff's going to be on Switch. (laughs) That's why I'm not saying too much. Nintendo, I'm like, yeah, okay, great. You know, like I, I have one. 
and I have Zelda. I haven't played it. I have Poke. I got it for Pokemon Unite. I was really jazzed about Pokemon Go or Unite. Yeah, Unite. Unite yeah. And I liked Metroid Dread just fine, but for the most part, it's just you know this isn't my. It's not my cup. It's not your not thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know I'm. Uh, yeah, Bayonetta is I think a really cool franchise and IP. I'm sad it's exclusive to Switch because I don't really want to play it on the Switch. But my uh, my kids uh, are all hooked on some new Switch game called Ooblets. And they're talking about how amazing it is. And dad, you got to play this. Dad, you'd love it. Dad, 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 this and that and the other about ooblets. And I have this weird thing in my head now where I can get it right now on the Switch, which is where it debuted. But it's also coming to Steam and other consoles. And I want to play this on a Steam Deck. So I want to play it kind of Switch adjacent on a handheld device. But I want it to be the Steam version of the game. And I can't freaking wait for it. And the kids are like, well, just get it on the Switch then. I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I think I got to wait. I have a similar problem. My Switch still hasn't been unpacked since I moved. Mm. It's just, it just doesn't see a lot of use. It's one of the it's one of the things that actually concerns me about getting the Steam Deck. Because mm. I, you know, I reserved it again. And supposedly this month it's going to be offered again. And I might have to skip again. <laughs> Bump it but, again. Um, <laughs> but I still keep telling myself, no, I want it. But the part in my in my head that goes, maybe it's not a great idea, is I know how interested I was in the Switch, which yeah. was I was very interested for a short little time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, I play games at my computer or at the TV. Um, I think the Steam Deck might get around that by being a little bit bigger screen, by having a bigger library, bunch bunch of stuff like that. Sure, you know, it's it's not a sixty dollar investment to find out if I'm going to enjoy a game on it or not. It's you know, I'll just play it. But uh, yeah, the Switch is a is a difficult thing. It's a great little system. I love the Switch Lite. I think it's amazing, but just playing stuff on it is never a very high priority for me for whatever reason. And so I haven't, I haven't even unpacked it yet. Yeah. I think there are plenty of players out there who feel that way, especially, you know, PC centric console players are just like, why would you want to have a little thing in your lap and have to stare at it and use it that, you know, like that kind of stuff is not everyone's bag. For some reason, I have a really warm relationship with portability. I love that concept of like, yeah. take it where i want when i want like having it on that cruise was so great dude oh my gosh and i was playing i think it depends on like your lifestyle too a little bit as well yeah you know I, yeah i i live alone i don't have any buddy i have to spend time with so so sometimes it's you know there have been eras where it's like watch dancing with the stars with me okay but i don't really want to but you know you're cuddling with your partner or whatever mm-hmm. like do you mind if i flip on a game and it's like no of course not you know so then the Steam Deck would see a lot of use, but you know I can sit at my mouse and keyboard anytime I feel like it. I don't, I don't need it, you know. So it's like even Steam Deck sounds cool, but I will use it very little. Yeah. So and or if you're just too busy for it, you know. So we could do like John. That's why I would you- say like to John, I'm like I don't know. Like I know you're not a big fan of VR, but since you already have a Switch and portable gaming, I'd get a Quest before <laughs> you get a Steam Deck. Yeah, because that's something you haven't tried before. Even if the Steam Deck or even if the Quest collects dust you use it for a few weeks it's still you know a new experience a newer experience something fresher than you know you've had handhelds before i'm just well that that got locked that decision got locked today because i got a call from my parents you know Mm -hmm. who own the ps5 that never gets played oh nice Um, and they said 
we're interested in VR. Oh, <laughs> like, oh you're going to get to try like, it and not spend excellent. any money. I said, don't buy it right now. Wait a little bit. Mm. Um, so I'm going to probably sell them on whatever's coming up next. Cause I know we're at the cusp of new stuff getting announced and talked about. So, uh, I will get to experience it there. Yeah. Um, and that's, I'll that's get a steam deck. So I don't have to feel bad about buying something that just ends up collecting <laughs> dust. Cause, uh, I'll, oh, I'll that's the best their, of possible world. I'll, I'll just play their VR. I'll be like, hey, uh, we'll do an exchange. I'm going to bring the baby over. You can play with the baby and I will play in VR. I like John's financial plan of uh, slowly right. build a accumulate a giant nest egg on on Steam because you spend five bucks at a time and then you reserve the device. And then when it's time, you say, ah, no, I don't want it. And they stick it in your Steam wallet. By the year 2080, John will have so much money in <laughs> yeah, Steam. I'm going to have it. I'm yeah. going to have it. Although I think I already spent the five bucks. They they refunded me. So yeah. we're starting from scratch this next time. I'm but, funny um, about that. If I have Steam uh, wallet money because I returned a game or something, let's say a $20 game, I return it. I, I suddenly feel like I have free money in there, even yeah. though it's money I just spent and it's real yeah. and it wasn't free then. But now because it's refunded and back in there, I'm like, well, I got to spend it. It's mu- it's free money. You know, I, st- I get this weird brain about it. Um, I don't know if there's any environment where I have a harder time maintaining money <laughs> than steam. In fact, uh, add this to my list of not shitty, but not great video game purchases. Go. So my friends did, you know, it, with the pandemic and all that, I don't get to spend as much time with my friends as I, as I used to. They all for my birthday wanted to just get me something, but it's like, ah, we don't know what you need. We, we're just going to get you uh, some steam credit. We're just going to get you a gift card for steam. And when it was all said and done, I had about a, a little under a hundred dollars uh, credit in steam. I spent it all immediately on guild wars. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And I don't feel good about it. In fact, I went to try to refund it, and it turns out you really can't refund any of that stuff. They mm. break it into individual purchases, and a yeah. lot of that stuff is like permanent. I was like, okay. yeah, you can do the uh, main the I, main game, but if you're buying like DLC chunks and like uh, all that, they don't. It's non refundable business in there. So yeah, I spent it immediately. I cannot hold on to money in Steam. I mean, I'm grateful for the gift. I am gonna play more Guild Wars at some point. I keep saying, just like Star Trek Online, uh, it's gonna happen. And uh, yeah, but I was like, oh, the numbers match up. This is exactly how much money I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it. I was like, it's fate. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love it that you went there. I think that's great. Take one for the team, John. It's fine. <laughs> um, what else? Bayonetta 3 we mentioned. It's a lot of hair coming. Oh, uh, Sony's Day to Play. Let's get to that. So this was interesting. We'll start with Tekken 8, which uh, supposedly makes it... I heard some rumor this makes Tekken the longest running storyline in video games. How can that be? That's not is true. That tr- is that true? It can't be true. Um, first of all, what story is there is is arguable. It's a weird effing game. But like if you're saying Tekken One had story, I got bad news for you. It had if it had any, it was very little. Uh, that just doesn't make any sense to me. There there's so many games. Like we're we're more than who, eight in Assassin's Creed you, games. Who told you this? Some internet guy, some guy <laughs> on the internet. He sent me this direct message, says, Hey, I don't know if you knew this, but with Tekken Eight, this makes it the longest running storyline in video game history. I didn't know if you knew that. And I saw a few other references to it. I think Jeff Gersman and someone else, some other prominent somebody 
said something about it. And they were all like me, very skeptical on the idea. And I'm, I don't know why it's needling at my brain. This guy seems so convinced that it drove me nuts for like a day. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Tekken 8, it's, there, it's the eighth Tekken. And uh, my guess is you'll be fighting in there. Yeah. And uh, it'll be Tekken. So there's that. I mean, look, Tekken has a crazy story. Like, for sure. It's incredible at times. Uh, unbelievable at others. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> i don't know man it's just a weird thing to want to suddenly throw a big flag about like hey guys the longest running storyline in video gaming tekken 8 here it comes yeah i like Like, it's probably nothing to be proud of like longest running is not it's not always best interesting like (laughs) yeah good point sorry i interrupted john i just no no i'm I'm like (laughs) I don't even. I don't care. I don't. Maybe the longest running, uh, longest running and shittiest. <laughs> right. No one's sitting around going, ah, oh, the nuances of the Tekken story. That's what I right. need right now. Like, yeah, but it's just yeah. a stupid fighting game, and it's really stupid. Like, I like Tekken a lot. I like Eddie Goro a lot. I like a lot of the characters, and I like I like how dumb those stories are while I'm playing it. But come on, man, it's dumb. Like capital I don't, D. I don't even know most of the characters' names. Like my favorite Tekken character, I call Fancy Kicks because I don't know what his <laughs> name is. Oh, Hrung. is that Hrung? Hrung. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's I like playing a, back in Tekken Three. I was a uh, Zhao Yu and Hrung like main. If you could even call it that, I wasn't very good. But those are the two my two favorite characters. See, clearly my name was fine because I called him Fancy Kicks and Bo got it on the first game. Right away. That's the one thing about Tekken is like they do have distinctive styles, so you can reference a character by their fighting style, and if you know it, you'd be like, oh, I know who that is. You know, so. was, uh, like is, the Capoeira guy. There's Capoeira guy. I don't know what his name is. Yeah. yeah. Who and is, there's Bruce Lee guy. Who's Yoshimitsu? Is Yoshimitsu in this game, or am I thinking of a different game? No, Yoshimitsu is in Tekken. He just also pops up in like other places. Okay, Soul Calibur. He's in that. Might be why I'm confusing. He pops up in other places. Because who's the sexy guy? Voldo in uh, Soul Calibur. The guy that's always (laughs) slinking around. Just call Voldo the sexy. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't think he's sexy, but you know what I mean. He's like, oh, you think he's sexy? (laughs) No, he just tattled on yourself. I think (laughs) he's got it right on the first go. I think he's just creepy, sexy, in the kind of like. You know, he should be that roll gag in your mouth and roll on to me, Valdo. He should be the general manager (laughs) of the dildo store I found in freaking uh, in in, in, uh, cyberpunk. Like he's he's weird. I don't like him. But my point is, I swear I've seen him fighting against Yoshimitsu. Maybe that was a crossover that happened. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, you don't. You didn't mean to say he was sexy. You just meant to say he makes you think of sex. Like well, yeah, he's all sex. wrapped in leather. His eyes are yeah. covered. He's he's half naked. He's just I'm, looks like. He's, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember this guy. I'm looking at pictures and like sexy is not a word that. Voldo's <laughs> gross. He's gross. Voldo's gross. Well, you know, like very that thong is very brave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very brave thong. Yeah, I don't know how dudes get away. Uh, this is a side note. How do dudes get away with thongs? Because here's my experience. Well, I mean, women, no, go go ahead. (laughs) Let's hear it. Women are beautiful and uh, can get away with a lot of that sort of stuff because they're lovely human beings. Men are disgusting uh, horse pigs. That's that's not universally true. Have you met? Have you? Didn't you watch Game of Thrones? Sir Loras of the Flowers was a very beautiful. He was a good looking guy. Um, You know, uh, Renly's uh, 
Renly's lover. Yeah, but he but that's the problem. He wouldn't have been into me because he or no, he would have been into me because he's gay. No, but you can say he's a he's definitely a fair, beautiful man. <laughs> you can't look at him and go like, oh, he's a gross little piece of shit dude. Like he's not the hound. I'm just saying it's you like know. a hairy. The, black the whole hole. time I'm watching the hound, I'm like, I assume because it's medieval times. I assume like those guys have the shittiest asses in the universe. Like they probably don't wipe or anything. Oh yeah, it's no, so it's all left. Sir Loris, yeah, he's definitely clean. You know, sure, he's a handsome, clean person. But that's my problem. If you're wearing one of these thongs and you're a dude, you got like a you got the hairy black hole going. Yeah, no one in medieval times should be wearing a thong. Like they're they don't have toilet paper. In Ding, those days. correct. You are yeah. correct. That is one hundred percent. We have agreed on. I that. guess they have cloths. I suppose, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Scipio. I don't really believe in cloths. Scipio says, but, don't um, listen yeah, to them. You're all it's beautiful a brave dudes. Thing to wear a thong. Yeah, don't wear a thong if you're a dude. That's all I'm saying. Well, do what I, you I want. Nobody do what you here want. should wear a thong on this show. Nobody wants to. No. See oh my gosh. Any of the three of us do that. Picture any one of us, even if you've never seen us, listeners. Picture any three, one of the three of us in a in a man thong, and that's all it, we got it's on. It's worse than you oh. can possibly imagine. Oh my gosh. Why would you subject yourself to such visual nightmarishness? Don't do it. Yeah. You know, but there are some there are some beautiful men out there. Like it's it's they possible. They exist. Sure. It's not Voldo though. No. <laughs> Back to the point. Voldo is a very ugly sexual yeah, being. I would say I, I know what you meant. You meant he's just like a sex crazed, sex themed character. But as sexy is I wouldn't say he's sexy. Yeah. And was it also now, uh, which, you know which game uh, had the segmented? Uh, oh no, that's that's also Soul Calibur. I I do this. I mix them up because I think Namco they own both. Uh, IPs, and I think they did do some crossover. So in my head, Valdo spent some time in Tekken, and maybe he did, or maybe it was the other way around. As Yoshimitsu just ended up everywhere. I don't freak out. Ihachi was definitely in Soul Calibur as well. If you played it on PlayStation, that's right. Yep, he was the PS. All I know is that Tychus rocked a thong, and he pulled it off quite well. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He did. He did. Did yeah. He t- yeah, there's a thong skin. Sun's yeah, out, gun's out. Oh, right, right. And they and changed he puts it. sunscreen on, he slathers it all over his body. Do I you mean, guys you remember know, that, what? though? When they released it, the key art for that, you could see his wiener too much, and they went and fixed it. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I think so. They had the wiener outline, and they were that. like, oh, we better Photoshop that away, because yeah. people complained or made a big deal out of it, and then he got less of one. Yeah. Well, Puritan- well, puritanical. I only remember, I only remember <laughs> the Ryu like, exist, wiener everyone. controversy. The Ryu wiener? I don't remember. Yeah, that. I'm only. I only remember the most recent. Oh, one. oh, that the, was Ryu for yeah. Street Fighter Six. Yeah, which we got. Speaking or whatever of which, it is. they showed more of that. They showed. Can I um, give you my hot take on the new Street Fighter? Give it. I think every version of the character they've shown in that game is the worst version of that character that I've seen. <laughs> so you think it's going to be a good game then? Just I don't know. I mean, it might be fine. It might play fine. But every time I go, like if you were asking me to rank the ver- the looks of every character, it would be real easy bottom for every single version of the characters that I'm seeing. What do you think? I do uh, not like the look of it. What about what about Ken, the new Ken? For it Street looks Fighter. like they got everybody out of their apartments from the pandemic and went, <laughs> shit, we got to have a street fighter. <laughs> okay, wait no, a minute. I don't think it looks that bad. I think it looks The good, new Ken, I think, it looks pretty. His jawline. Okay, hold on. Let me look because I, I will admit bad. I didn't dive deep on it. Let me see. Yeah, street he looks okay. Fighter trying six. to find the shot of him here. That's the one I'm thinking of. I, think, I, I think Street Fighter 6 is fine so far. <laughs> I think it looks great. I'm actually super stoked about it because the stylized, sticking with the stylized character design, but doing such high fidelity on them looks great. It looks really good. Now, 
John's not okay, wrong. Hold that, on, let me look. Uh, Ryu has looked better. Sure. Ken looks like we just woke him up, but he's got to come do a Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zangief, uh, Zangief's okay. Yeah. Dalzim looks pretty good. Yeah. E Honda looks good. Blanca looks like he joined the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Guile, in this picture I'm looking at, it looks like Rayman because he's missing his arm. Mm. <laughs> it's just a hand floating. Yeah. Uh, Guile looks terrible. I hate him. Chun Li looks great. I'll give it that. Uh, Cammy looks like she was busy shopping and they said, we're putting you in Street Fighter. She, she showed up, but you know what? It's probably better than the Cammy look, which is kind of a joke. The old one, which is a joke in and of itself. Um, DJ's fine. Rashid is fine. Jerry looks cool. Jerry always looks cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's those right. characters even. I don't know. In this I don't know who Ed is. Oh, maybe I'm looking at an unofficial thing. Yeah, but like, these I'm are the, the costumes for a lot I'm of. I'm on this. I'm on the StreetFighter.com site looking at the announced character roster, and none of those. Oh, this is apparently there. a leak. So hopefully, I'm not just spoiling everything for everyone. Because the art's consistent. Dalcine was announced today. That was definitely yeah, announced yesterday. Was the yeah, the thing I'm really... looking at. Uh, okay, it's fine. I take it back. Some Yuri of them look, are cool. Yuri looks. Some I don't know. I, th- okay. I think it looks cool. I, I think Street Fighter Six looks. Pretty Some cool. of it looks cool. Some of it looks. like like they got pulled off the street to i mean they're street fighter actually you know what i take it yeah. all back that's what it's called street fighter they should look like they just got pulled off the street to have a fight yeah they're fighting in yeah. the streets exactly yeah some of them have aged a little and that's okay because age happens i okay so they have a lot to make up for for five because five had all sorts of issues still does and um i think this is their chance to maybe turn everybody around on the that series so i'm excited about it yeah, we're back around. Now I think it's the best looking version. It's the of best all the version characters. of all time. Boy, we really did make a trip there, didn't we? Look, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I, you know what? I remembered what the game was called, and all of a sudden I was like, no, this all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, if anything, the Tekken 8 trailer was pretty. It's like they look the same. Yeah, they haven't it's looked. Jin and the other guy. Yeah. Like, con- like, here's a new game with the exact same. <laughs> fighting sequence in fact i i went so full circle on this hot take that now i actually retroactively hate the way all these characters have looked up until now wow except you know what (laughs) alpha three i didn't go that alpha three looked pretty good i like those 2d guys but um i'm looking at jen right now yeah they bo's right this is the this could you could say hey scott what do you think of the tekken four screenshot and i'd say oh yeah looking good Like I think I watched this trailer for Tekken Four. Like I think it's (laughs) they're in a volcanic demon world, and the one guy with the spiky black hair is fighting the other guy with the spiky black hair. Or Hayachi. Yeah, one of the two. And when are we going to see the old man uh, Horiachi or uh, Hikachi or whatever you just said? I never say it right. When are we going to see the guy with the tall hair? Who's that guy? He's the he's the he's your discount um, Guile. Uh, I can't remember his name. Hayachi. No, who's the one with the really tall hair? here, I'll put him up. Jake? Why do I think it's Jake? I don't know. Uh, it Jake? Oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Jake Paul. <laughs> That's why. You I sounded love that so disgusted Paul. by the idea of me saying Jake. You're like, no, it's not stupid Jake. <laughs> yeah, it's Paul, John. Yeah. Come on, get with it. Why didn't you know? It's like yeah, Jake Paul, the classic, The classic <laughs> fighter character, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Street Fighter has those. They got like a Bob or something. Um, or what's they it? No, Dan. Dan. I mean, yeah, Dan. we're, you know, shouldn't throw stones in a glass house thing. But like Paul is like, 
Paul is like <laughs> S, like F tier level of creativity. On I want. We've got okay. a fighter. It's called Paul. It's exciting, everyone. Yeah, all the Sorry Pauls to all out the there. Pauls out there. The only know. time Paul was ever cool is in Dune. That's the only time, and even then, it's pushing it. Even then, it's like no. Yeah, it's pushing it. <laughs> like, it's pushing. I'm it. sorry. Like I just Paul is not an exciting name. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, no offense it, to all the Pauls, but your name sucks. That's what we're saying. Well, you know. You, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I, yeah. This is bringing up whole issue. I don't know if I want to get into it. Oh, really? About Paul? No. Oh. Just about names in general. Oh. You know? All right. Well, I, you you yeah. just you tell you know, me. It's like I don't want to insult people because people have names, but then you're like, they're clearly names that are cooler than other names, and I say that arrogantly people are going to hate it but like i had a pretty i have a pretty cool name bo is a good i'm name. very grateful to be named bo because it's unusual it means handsome so i speak to french people like you're called handsome like that's crazy like yeah. it's a thing put a thong on it and then i'm just like man i think everyone should enjoy their name like it just sucks that i get to enjoy it not everyone and then i'm like so you called your kid paul well you take know, it like, take it from maybe me don't do that <laughs> take it take it from a guy who's got the most common f and first name ever and last name right. combo i hate my name I, hate I, I don't want to insult people, but I'm like, man, name changes are a thing. Like, why doesn't everyone just go out and call themselves Gurp and Gorath and Revendon? Like, you could, you could do that. We like, I think it. we could change our actual real names. You know, so it's the first step into cyberpunk is to change. I your just name. wonder why we're just kind of cool settling on the traditional Christian names and and yeah. But you know, I want to call if I have kids, I'm going to call them crazy ass names. It's gonna be well, so imagine imagine in 2022 being somebody named Chad or Karen. I feel bad for those people. I mean, people should be named like, you know, Starkiller and like, uh, you know, like just crazy names, man. It's just a, it's just a set of syllables. Let's get wicked wild with it. Y'all. Yeah. Anyways, you know, Paul, what? man, like really Paul, like, I sign Paul your petition. Fight. I like this idea a lot. Actually, yeah. I'd like to change like my a, name. I don't know what it no, they be. laugh a lot about people who call their kids Dovahkiin. By the way, the Dovahkiin kids are like probably going to be turning 18 soon and stuff. Oh, and yeah. God. Start meeting those guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dovahkiin Phillips uh, off to college, getting ready to take on the world, young yeah, Dovahkiin. And, and the Daenerys is soon enough, they'll be <laughs> burning down the house. Yeah. You know, like I like those names, you know, like some people are like, why would you do that? And I'm like, you know, that's awesome. So anyways, this is a big aside. But when I see Paul, the fighter, I'm like. We took a nap and we developed this guy. And for some reason, we put him in every other Tekken after that because he's. Paul sucks. Yeah, Paul I, sucks. I don't even think the name's the worst part. I just think he's a bad character. I think the hair is the worst the part. The hair is the worst part. The hair contains another character that we haven't met yet. <laughs> a lesser character. Yeah, eventually they're going to reveal who's under there, but not it's, yet. It's uh, that guy from the bad Star Wars movie, Babu Frick. Oh, fantastic. If there was like a pixie in his hair called Todd that gave him advice. That <laughs> Todd. Would be awesome. Paul, and then it will be Paul and Todd. Yeah. The Adventures Todd of Paul and Todd. I'm looking forward to that spinoff. All right. Uh, War, God of War Ragnarok showed off more. Some actual gameplay. Uh, not much to say here except the game looks great. I'm sure. It'll I I want to say that this trailer contained one of the most badass Kratos lines I've ever heard. Oh, do tell! Uh, I don't I know. can't get do it justice. If you have the trailer, pull it up. Okay, I'm doing a that minute now. nineteen. Okay, play the Kratos line that starts there because I can't do. A, I'm not going to sound as cool as Kratos saying it. But I heard this and I was like, hell yeah! Okay, I'm so excited I, for this game. I found the story trailer. Tell me the uh, sorry. The point again was what? The, uh, one minute nineteen seconds. One minute nineteen. Oh, I love this. Okay, I'm going to go to about 
15 just to give us a little pad. And then I'm going to actually put it up here so people can watch it while we play it. All right, here you go, chat. Let's hear what John thinks is great. Tender God! For the old father! Death can have me when it burns me. When it what? Earns me. When it earns me? Death can have yes. me when it earns De- me. Yeah, this idea that, like, look, if you want to kill Kratos fine but you better freaking earn it you yeah. gotta you gotta go big if you're gonna get me it was badass i freaking love the last god of war i'm so stoked for this uh this will be the first game i steal my parents ps5 for this trailer looks insane but you know we, we're all expecting that and 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 so that's good to see it living up to those expectations i mean it's gonna be great it's so funny if i could go back in time and tell you all back in I don't know, early PS3 era. Hey guys, guess what? One day the pinnacle of, of art in video games will be thought of by many to be the God of War series. It's going to go places. You just, you won't believe it'll be the greatest, most highly reviewed, most respected video game of a, of the generation. You would all laugh at me because it was just so, I mean, they were fun, but they were just kind of chucking dudes left and right and hitting stuff with a whip. And that was the game. Like, it's just so different now and so amazing. I want them to do that with IPs more. I want them to take old shit and make it make it so big and epic that they just, all of us are like, oh my gosh, God of War. What else could do that? What else could we get that from? What other games? Uh, can't think of any. <laughs> nope, they did it with the only one. Paul. In, uh, uh, <laughs> Paul. Tekken. Yep. Yeah, Sony presents Paul, a Tekken journey. A Tekken yeah. mini story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, that's looking great. God of War Ragnarok coming to PlayStation the end of this year. So watch for that. Uh, they showed up PlayStation VR 2. They demoed a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's mostly what you think it is. It's pretty good spec-wise. Um, Demio's not- coming. PlayStation 2 VR. Yeah, Demio, they they showed that. You're right. Um, that makes perfect sense to me. This is a wired-only device to the PlayStation 5, although there's none of the towers or cameras of the previous generation. So a lot of inside-out tracking, which is good. I would put it on par specs-wise with the latest um, version of uh, the MetaQuest. The big difference here is this device supports something called foveated rendering, I did a big deep dive on this this week for Daily Tech News Show, so that's the reason I know any of this. But the foveated rendering technology is not exclusively theirs, but it's this idea of like only throwing all your horsepower at what you're focused on and everything else around that, whether you notice it or not, and the idea is that you wouldn't notice it, all your periphery is going to be not blurry, but less uh, detailed because you don't need it to be. Because the human focus is that I'm looking at a thing and that's that's all I need to be really focused and, and beautiful and wonderful. Everything else around it can kind of take a hit. And it does this in real time with eye tracking at 120 hertz, so there's no lag to it. Um, the effect is, you can think of it almost as like tilt shift, except wherever you look is the focus. Um, and it should work pretty well. People are excited about this and this is Sony's big thing because they can use they can do a lot more fidelity based on what you're focused on and not worry about rendering everything else in yeah, the same it's, it's, level. It's overkill to render the entire image. If you're only looking at 40% of it. Correct. This is the, it. so yeah. then we're That's, getting, we're getting performance gains out of not rendering the periphery in full detail. Yeah. 
And this device is 90 at a baseline for uh, 90 hertz and, and up up to 120, which is 90 is basically determined to be the happy space for humans to be. Um, you get less sick. It's just more, you know, it's, it's just like the place you want to be. And then anything higher than that is gravy. So so that's all good news. It seems like it's fine. It's still relatively big. The word on the on the floor where they where people are actually testing it was, even though it's comfortable, like all these headsets, after a couple hours you're feeling a little heavy headed, and you know, your 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 neck might take a beating or whatever. I think it varies depending on how much energy you have, and also if the games are sit downable. Yeah, sit down VR is a thing. I think I feel like we have this bias to want to run around and it's like the real world. So let me stand up. But like, I guess if you're young, it's okay. But my 40 year old knees, after I've been down to pick up a few items are like, I don't really feel like picking shit up off the ground anymore. Yeah, As it turns out, this isn't fun to do for hours on end. Like I would clean my own house then uh, if that were the case. So. Yeah, same. And then for, for part of the reason I like that my steam deck so much and you have been preferring it, sometimes is that I don't want to sit at my desk in all my crap posture and everything like I do when I play on a computer as long as I used to for longer periods of time, but I can curl up on a couch and just have this thing in my hands. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a good point. Yeah. It's a more comfortable space to sit yeah. in a chair, office chair. Yeah. So, so I've been enjoying that aspect of it anyway. So that's coming and uh, we'll see how things go there. They also showed off a game called Pacific drive, which is a indie developed title that looked crazy cool. This looks awesome. Yeah. So I kind of think that the Pacific Northwest might be my desert. Your, <laughs> your favorite place. Any to... game that's set there, I'm like, oh, hi, hello. Yeah. I, I'm interested. Northwest? Like uh, Washington Northwest. State. Um, Washington. That uh, whole coastal region. Like, so like a rainy boreal forest kind of deal. Yeah. yeah think yeah. of like uh, think of like Twin Peaks or uh, Alan Wake like or Alan Wake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, okay. I just I didn't know it was called Pacific Northwest because we have that here in Ottawa too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's not just the. I guess just the rain. Yeah. We don't having, have having, as much rain as the west. Like you know, the west coast of Canada, United States is rainy as shit. So, exactly. Yeah. And I was just in Seattle, and they and they. Definitely, that vibe is everywhere because those trees are just omnipresent. And I'm with you, John. It's a cool, it's a great backdrop for stuff. I, I like it too. And just that, like the way like neon signs look and like the the fog in it. Like I don't know much about what this game is. They they pan it as a first person driving survival game, whatever the hell that means. But it just looks wild and cool, and I I dig the vibe it's giving off. It's like got a quasi, like almost like futuristic vibe because even though it's just a station wagon, it's got all this future-looking tech stuff inside of it. Uh, I I have no idea what this game is going to be like if it's going to be any good. But from what I saw, this game looks incredibly yeah, cool. graphically amazing. Um, it looks like it, so it's it's an end of end times kind of thing. Um, there seems to be some supernatural business going on, and that's what you. I mean, that's this is a great setting for that because that's most of the time when you hear Pacific Northwest for your setting for your book or your movie or whatever. That's what you should expect because it's always about you know ghosts or supernatural stuff. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know much else either. To just other than to say this looks it, it looks insane. Is it only a driving game though, or is it a get out and do things game? Well, there's scenes of him walking. Around. Well, there's first person shots of 
inside buildings and stuff. So I think you get out and get in and, you know, areas of interest and all of that. So but, like a, like an Oregon trail, but in a post-apocalypse, like you drive, trying to get this probably somewhere safe. And then you drive, get out and forage for items and get back in your car. Probably. Kind of yeah. yeah. If I had to guess. All right. Well, it's an exclusive though. Seems all right. Looks like a good one. So uh, check that out. Sure. Coming soon. Um, all right. Now on to a couple of quick other items. Overwatch 2 is at war with their players over the Battle Pass stuff. Um, is this just because it's Blizzard or is it because it's... Uh, I mean, so... <laughs> <laughs> How long do we want to spend on this? Let's very little. Very little. Because, you know, obviously the Blizzard news item could be 30 minutes. Yeah, a little. The, I don't, the yeah. real quick version of this is Blizzard confirmed that the new uh, Fox based hero i don't know what else to call her uh support hero is going to be on the the battle pass and that is how you will unlock the hero which immediately made a lot of people say but wait a minute jeff kaplan said that that would never be the case turns out surprise with jeff kaplan gone it's going to be the case um and a lot of people were also upset because they said well you know isn't overwatch very counter pick focused you're going to have a character that's unlocked through a battle pass doesn't that sound a little bit like pay to win and blizzard's official response to this was to get out and say don't worry trust us the game is less counter pick now so it'll be fine oh that doesn't feel like a good answer people are going to like i feel like people are going to hear that and go uh that wasn't a good answer they're going to say I, I mean, <laughs> so the first place I heard this news story was actually our friend Patrick saying he thought it was a decent enough answer. So someone liked it. Mm. Um, I don't know if Blizzard has the kind of clout for me to go, oh, uh, yeah, I trust you. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it turns out you changed the game and yeah, it's going to be fine. Mm. Um, they did. They have been running like damage control a bit on this answering a bunch of questions because it, it immediately raises questions right okay what if i don't unlock the character while the season is going does that mean i now no longer will be able to get this character is this character just locked for me because i didn't play in the little time window you set up and they said no there will be in future seasons there will be ways to retroactively get characters from previous seasons which immediately just begs the question to me of well, why not just give them the character? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does it have to be a thing that is unlocked through grinding gameplay? But Full character unlocks in a battle pass. I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not unheard of. Other games do it, certainly. But I think this is a, I think this is a poor design this, choice. Well, this is, this is, yeah, sorry. I mean. No, go ahead. Go. This is, this is, uh, this is Blizzard. 2.0 this is what they're doing now like yeah. remember how i was pissed about diablo 3 like them not announcing to people they wouldn't be doing x-pack 2 yeah because they didn't come out and announce it well we're not going to get an announcement saying their marketing strategy behind their games is changed but clearly it has we've yeah. got that for diablo 4 we know diablo mortals like that hearthstone's like that they're this is all angled it's not enough for them to just be selling things. They want people logged in. They're trying to engineer people to log in constantly in their games. And I think that's where the value is here is that they're trying to make people play the game and spend money because, you know, league does a thing where if you want a hero, you can just buy it. So if, you know, they need to pick a lane, like overwatch going free to play, they should just charge for the hero. Like, I don't know why (laughs) heroes, but no MOBA battle arena based thing 
doesn't have an option where you can buy it. You, you can't buy a hero. And I realized one, it used to be a game where you just buy the game and get all the characters, but now they pick a different lane. So there's, they're just not doing things easy and it is to obfuscate and make people play. Yeah. I think the thing about the article is that I don't think they're bringing in a, a giant new audience with overwatch too. I think it's too confusing, too weird. I think there's going to be people who were playing it that are still going to play it. And, you know, people complaining about Blizzard is like, what, it's a Monday, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like as they, they're able to do a news article about this because it involves a new hero. It sounds controversial, but this is really like, you know, yeah. the people who are really into the IP are going to do buy the battle pass and do the thing. And the, everyone else is going to look at it and put their thumbs down. And no one's going to learn any lessons. I think Blizzard has a large fan base. I, I guess they'll, they'll do fine. They'll do f- you'll know they're not doing fine when they start to 180 this stuff but if immortals any indication you know immortals doing fine immortals making well i don't know how they're doing now but they made a lot of money right away so yeah yeah. so yeah it is weird and confusing i agree with john don't put it behind uh, both of you i don't put it behind a battle pass just make it it's 9.99 for the new hero do you want it Mm. and you can optionally earn it for free by maybe grinding out the battle pass like that seems okay that makes sense to me yeah Right there, so. but having it having FOMO based motivation to get in there and play, I don't like that. I don't like that at all, and I also don't like what it does to balance because there's going to be a ton of people who just straight up don't get the character, and I don't care if you say in a year we're going to do another event where she's available again. You, now your balance is weird because only some people have her and some people don't, and whether you like it or not, that affects the way matches play. Well, if you're serious about the game, you loan all the heroes. That's you know, and if you're not that serious, then it's not a bit. You're not counter picking anyways. You're probably just picking your favorite hero set. So, yeah, that's what I mean. If you're playing competitive, if you're playing any level of competitive and it matters to you, then you should be reserving money for your hobby. So the fact is, like, that's where I don't love that complaint that much for a competitive game. If you go to play golf, you need decent golf clubs. You can't be like, oh, I hate golf. It costs me five hundred dollars for a set of golf clubs. Like. That's how it is. You want to compete in a tournament, buy good gear. Like you should be doing that. Yeah. So I think the same applies to esports games. If something is competitive and it costs money, well, pony up. <laughs> costs money to run your game. Um, but the free to play players who don't care, or everyone who's on the periphery, find something to complain about it as. And I'm like, well, yeah. I think for competitive games, it's a bit different. I mean, I'm okay. They should, but they should just let you buy it. It should, there should be an option to just buy it, not do the circus. Well, a fun, a fun side story. An old friend of mine from my 90s gaming era, Andrew, I uh, was having a quick conversation with him via text. And I said, hey, are you excited about Overwatch 2? His reply was, they still got the monkey. That was it. <laughs> That's all he cares about. Mon- it, mon- monkey good. Monkey good. Yeah. He wants the monkey, monkey back. Good. And yeah. I, I think the good news is, as far as I know, he's back. He is, right? Yeah, I think the whole roster. Yeah, I think there. they like, have the to same, be right because it's the same game. Remember, this isn't really two. <laughs> <laughs> right, good point. This is like it's just like it's the whole thing we were talking about with D and D. It's the same like freaking pile of shit, like dif- or different, same shit, different pile. It's like it's version two of the program. It's a sequel. It's the same institution. So like whatever, you know, like yeah. it's the same game. You guys, there's a fly the size of a small dog. In I keep office. seeing it. I, every time it goes by your head, I'm like, look at it. I'm well, going to kill this thing. He's so it. big. Yeah, I've seen it. I thought it was a moth or something flying around your head. You're right to think that because it's so freaking big. And the second I get to knock this thing, I mean, he's probably only got one another day of life anyway. So this isn't really that evil to kill it. 
the biggest scandal. I'll let while you do that. I'll I end. only deprived it of a hundred percent of its lifespan, not a smaller percentage <laughs> like other creatures. You know, now that you say it that way, I have guilt. Anyway, Bo, what? What were you gonna say? No, I said the biggest. The biggest disappointment with this Overwatch business is the fact that there's no campaign. I was behind it. For personally, I was like, sure, call it Overwatch 2 and give me a campaign. That feels sequel worthy. And now that there's no campaign, um, yeah, my interest or at least their investment, because it, it sounds like they're going to do solo missions, but like they sold it at first as like a full on yeah. Borderlands style campaign with character progression. So I was like, with that, I was like, oh, sequel makes sense. One is about the PvP. Two is about having a campaign. Okay, it's 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 weird, but I can get behind it. Now that they pulled the rug under the, this PVE, I'm like, well, what's the point? It's just Overwatch one. Like you, kind of, kind of, hundred percent with you on that. I'm, I, I'm not. And to me, the campaign sure. would have been the exciting thing to bring people into the game in the first place. Like, yeah. I don't think this releasing the same game because I played the beta. It's the same game. Looks better, yeah. snappier, whatever. Sure. I don't think they're gonna draw new audiences and droves or anything like that no you know, even call have. of duty has a new campaign people love the campaigns if they had so, a campaign like a full-blown like you say borderland style campaign or whatever it would be yeah or like I, a call of duty even you know 20 hours some progression going i'd be so excited i'd be yeah. so excited about that right now i'd be excited it's not yeah. i'm not excited yeah. Ooh, there's it's a, a rich world with great characters. Love the cinematics. I'm willing to be sold on like a fun video game experience with those characters. Uh, I like them. He went away again. But, you know, I'm not really that. It, like, I'll play Overwatch about as much as I do now. <laughs> like, you know, so it's a game I like, but I don't actually get around to playing it that much. And I feel like that's going to be the same for a lot of people. Uh, Taz in the chat says it's strange that they built a narrative and world around these characters with cinematics and stuff, uh, but don't have a story mode. But, you know, remember the origins of this was, this was Titan, their big next gen MMO, which was going to be full to the brim with story and content. We would still be playing this massive MMO today if this had gone their way. And if you're to believe some of the rumored inside stuff and a few things I can't ever say, I wish I could. I hope there's a book one day. Uh, that all got yanked out from underneath them and they didn't get to make the creatives didn't get to make the game they were making. I'm not surprised at all, given the current state of things over there, that this is all just like, well, how do we keep people engaged? Uh, character on the battle pass. The only way you get her. Uh, people love cat ladies or fox ladies. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Bummer, dude. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. It's a you bummer. Know. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on call of duty Warzone 2.0 coming in November. It's also coming to mobile at the same time. Uh, doesn't surprise me. It seems like a thing that would happen. And finally, this break breaking news from Bo. Yeah. yeah. Dyson's Dyson sphere, steam, but Dyson yeah. sphere program combat trailer. Please explain what is so going on. Dyson sphere program is a game where you, it's just a factorio game. Basically where you have planets, you build things. The localization is poor, but it's still in early access. Um, this the localization is awesome, by the way. You say it's poor, and I agree, but I love listening to that guy say poor lines. Oh, no, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's yeah. part of the charm. Yeah. Like, I want, I would hate for it to get good now that it's, <laughs> yeah, it's I good. agree. But, anyway. but it will strike you. But anyways, it's very much a PvE kind of game. Not PvE. It's just like a, a hangout and play kind of game, right? Yeah, just build things and and and... You know, there's not much interactivity with the world. Well, I saw this trailer because they are going to have this going to have combat where things try to come and destroy your factory lines and stuff like that. So what's interesting is I just thought it looked pretty badass. So I don't really know details other than it's exciting that this game is finally going to get like 
um, enemies to come shoot at your thing. Yeah. And I just love this game. Been in early access for a while, so it's nice to see a big hunk of maybe this is means we're close to one point oh. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> who has a cat? You have a cat again? You have a cat. I'm cat I'm cat sitting and Snoopy's come down to say hello. Oh, that's nice. He's quite a talker, but he's it's his first day, so he's been hiding in the couch. I've been feeding he comes up for food and he just stays in the couch. But he actually just came downstairs to meow at me, but he ran away. Oh, so. that's a shame. <laughs> he goes, He's like, oh, I you're podcasting. Sorry, didn't He's mean to very interrupt. loud meower, though. Very loud. Yeah. Like, it's Is this insane. the same cat you were watching before or a different cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My okay. friend Mike's gone to Spain for two weeks. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's fancy. So okay. He'll be traveling in Spain, and Snoopy's going to be staying with me. I wonder if, the, if it's true that the women in Spain's play mainly in the rain Careful how's it go now. what's the phrase <laughs> well there's a phrase there's an old term what has it women in spain like the rain is that is that I've the one it's something like that i don't know what it is oh my well, gosh look at this just because it's an old term i think means bo's cautionary careful is even more appropriate because usually if something's an old term you should be more careful <laughs> that's like, a good point if it's an old saying is like is a one in a two chance that it involves you know some <laughs> stereotypically racist misogynistic thing about the women and how what they like or whatever you know so it's, that's a really that's true oh no no i know what it is the rain in spain falls mainly on the plane it's got nothing to do with women Okay, great. Well, I'm glad to hear. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. I, maybe I'm glad, thinking of the glad French. you dodged that bullet for us, Scott. Good job. Well, what's the dance? <laughs> Something dances the naked ladies dance. Oh, is a place in France where the naked ladies dance? That's what I've done. I have combined the two things. I've conflated them. Sorry. Uh, by the way, just a quick side note: your little robot worker guy apparently can fly up to that giant matrix of defense and offensive stuff that's crazy oh yeah yeah like there's space travel you can go to all the planets and stuff in this game you're not just stuck on one planet you have a whole galaxy right yeah but i didn't know you could do like the i mean look at the complexity this stuff this. looks new but yeah i think you can build your own battle fleets to, to defend and stuff i mean this game has a crazy amount of detail i have not made it through to the end on the tech tree by any stretch it gets so it gets so crazy like Anyway, this game's awesome. I got to reinstall and play. It seems it seems it like is. it's getting it's going places. Uh, by the way, uh, just so you're aware, there's no cloud saving on this game. So every time I uninstall it, I always forget and lose my save. Oh, when I reinstall, I'm like, oh no, I got to start at the beginning. But it's fine because I have no idea. But when I come back after like months of not playing, I'm like, I don't understand anything about how my factory lines work. I'm just like, what does this make? And it's the kind of game you want to start from. And there's updates all the time which break saves, so it's fine. But like the size. The size of these space battles looks insane. They're just like, oh man, these space battles look nuts. Yeah, I'm a little worried about the way they're editing it because it actually seems like the frame rate takes a serious dip during the battle on these edits. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's tell. an early access. You know, they're going to make the cool thing and, and work it out. It's fine. But uh, yeah. seems neat. Uh, I got to get back to is, that. This game is like really something else, honestly. It's so yeah. cool. I got to get back Look to this it. planet covered in cannons. <laughs> yeah, what the frick, dude? He's, that's yeah. some defense right there. Well, it's because you're nervous. Look at you, your little worker dude, and you're like, oh, shit, look at this, guys. There's a big old deal going on. Oh, your little guy can shoot rockets, too. Oh, man. That's oh. what I mean. Like, this is exciting addition to this game. Like, It's weird. This game had no combat previously, and then they're introducing combat with, like, thousands of enemies. <laughs> I know. Like, it just it goes from zero to, like, a thousand in, like, two seconds. It's like Sins of the Solar Empire, suddenly. It's, like, a totally different yeah. game. Do you think I'm, – I'm sure this is probably – optional in the like, look at all the late i don't know if you're at the party yeah, look at all the lasers shooting from the planet yeah that's why like it's i'm that like because that's really foreign in a game like like I, i'm like they're putting what in the game like holy shit like that looks amazing oh 
man. Okay. That's why I was like, this is newsworthy. I'm like, this is such a cool addition. To yeah. This game. Good breaking news catch. Also their, their intro videos, eight minutes long. My gosh, they don't know how to make a trailer <laughs> over there. They're like, go full time. Okay. No, I think I think it's like a couple of dudes. Like I don't I don't think it's a big development team. Yeah, it's a small group, right? I know they're the Chinese developer, but man, their their translations are so good. You guys, I'm a big fan of this game. Oh my god! All right, we are going to uh, jump into Dear Martha in a moment, but before we do that, we're going to take a pee break. Everybody's going to go pee and shake it off, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Love and, it. Thank you so much. I'll yeah, heck yeah. And uh, when we come back, <laughs> you didn't back, even have to ask for it. You're no. stepping it up. We're yeah. normalizing bathroom breaks. That's cool. right. I love I'm it. trying I don't to go for a pee. It's trying great. to make a pee an important part of your daily routine. So we're going to go do that. And when we come back, Dear Martha, the games we played, emails, and more. So stick around. We'll be right back. Have you guys used the new backbone or even the, uh, you know, the older backbone? I shouldn't say it's that old. It's kind of pretty new. But there's the new PlayStation 5 looking white one. Oh, man. You guys got to see this thing. What's holding you back from your ultimate gaming experience? Is it the hundreds of dollars it costs to get set up? Are you busy on the go? You only got a few minutes to spare. You're on the bus. You're like, man, what am I going to do with all this very little time I have? Well, level up your game with Backbone, the universal gaming essential that's instantly enhancing your gaming experience while on mobile. I love mine. You got a busy life. So do I. Sometimes it's go, go, go. And you got no time to, you know, sit back, play your favorite video game. Well, with Backbone, you can take the gaming world with you no matter where in the world you go. I took mine on a cruise. Where will you take yours? They just released a PlayStation edition of their beloved Backbone 1. And the uh, official license controller of PlayStation, by the way, brought to life in collaboration with PlayStation's design team. The elegant colors, materials, and finishes are all inspired by the design of the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller, all the way down to the transparent face buttons and its visually distinctive floating experience. And it feels just like it came right off of that controller. It's crazy. Simply put, your phone... Just stick that iPhone right there in the backbone and enjoy console quality controls as you play console games via remote play, cloud gaming services, app store games, whatever it may be. I love my backbone. I use it with everything. Game Pass, uh, Apple Arcade, use it for uh, games on the on the GeForce experience thing. Uh, all that stuff works great. No issues, no problems. Remote play on my PlayStation 5. And I think you guys would like it for a number of reasons. But number one, it just feels like it was designed by people who understand what a tactile controller experience should feel like. And then somehow makes this work on mobile. It's crazy. I love it. Anyway, it's really, really good. Go to playbackbone.com slash core right now to order your backbone. And for a limited time, get free access to over 350 console games and perks. Backbone is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal. Not only is the game specifically optimized for Backbone, but you'll receive a special in-game $10 in-game perk bonus. That's pretty cool. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash core. That's playbackbone.com slash core. One more time, playbackbone.com slash core. Right, we'll find out. Uh, hi, everybody. We're back. Bo's here. We're, uh, we're making a show. We're back. It's the second half of the show. Not really half. It's probably less than half. Uh, but it, we're we're here and uh, we're back. We peed and everyone feels good. So uh, what else to do but 
uh, hear John do a Dear Martha. <laughs> All right. So uh, retro magazine edition of Dear Martha Game Pro episode or uh, issue 121 from October of 1991. We're digging way back. Way back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like 20 or something. Um, and uh, John, anything set up here wise? Is it just normal deal or what do you got? here? Uh, we'll do uh, we'll do uh, a Dear Martha, a response. And then another dear Martha. And I just, I feel like I need to include this response to show in our current modern day and age, what was acceptable back in 1998 to publish in your magazine as the editors, as as the representatives, you know, see how far we've come as far as what's okay. Fair enough. Uh, Let's find out now with this one. My dearest Martha. Hi. I want to know if the Spice World game is coming out in the United States for the PlayStation. I'm a huge Spice Girls fan, and really want to know about this. I also would like to know the release date, if any. Yours in this life and the next, B. Ibbit. Oh, oh, Brian Ibbit. Wow. <laughs> no, that wasn't really it. I just put it in there because I know it's the Spice Girls. All right, fair enough. All right, so that's it seems like a simple a enough question. Cut. Love it. Right? Like Spice Girls yeah. video game. Fine. No problem there. I guess it's the yeah. response that's going to get weird. So here's that. Mindest be Ibbit. <laughs> you have got to be friggin' kidding us. Now that Ginger Spice is solo spice, we don't care what the status of the game is. But if you do, check out sneak previews in this issue. We hope to God you're a chick. Yours in this life forever, Martha. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. You couldn't do that now. No. <laughs> and and no. nor should you. But, man, right yeah. from the editor's mouth. Gosh dang. Yeah. Man. He's like asking about Spice Worlds. I hope you're a girl or else you, you better be, gay. be a girl. Yeah. You're going to like the thing to ask Spice him gaming girls. Yeah, you must be gay, you Spice Girl. <laughs> Well, I love that you did that because you, I'm obviously you know this. I assume you do. If not, this is a great circumstance to to hear about. But Brian Ibbett is like super fan, Spice Girl fan. Oh yeah, and uh, so using his name was was dead perfect. Spice Girl, I, I like. I first of all, I think the movie Spice World is awesome, and I'm sad that it's not easy to get on any digital platforms. Yeah. Number two. Spice Girls is one of the few concerts I've actually been to and seen. And like, um, you saw Spice Girls? I saw the Spice IRL. Girls in concert. Yes. Whoa. Although this wow. was after Ginger Spice left. So okay. sadly, it was only for them. So no Jerry Hollowell, but you had your uh, future soccer wow. lady. Uh, That's amazing. All the other how ones. How was it? Yeah, it was awesome. Was it? it was a really good show. Yeah. Had a fantastic time. I met a future girlfriend while I was there too. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah. look, if, if, you know, everyone, uh, you know, BTS fans, for example, they're like the biggest fandom on the planet right now. Just so big. Um, Spice girls in a weird way. were like ahead of their time. There's this, you know, super all girl, girl group that was, you know, had, had a very quick splash in the pan kind of existence. And I don't know. I feel like they might fare better today. We'd, yeah. be, we'd be more open to it. Certainly GamePro would have to knock off their shit. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I just saw that response. I was like, wow. 
Yeah. The the letter was nice too. There wasn't anything mm-hmm. mean about the letter. It was just like, "Hey guys, I'm excited about this game. I'm a big fan. Do you know when it's coming out?" Like such a nice letter and they're like, "You better be a chick." Yeah, that's just lame. And <laughs> coming to our magazine uh, asking about the Spice Girls. Well, now and I like how they even would be shocked that it was a chick writing into their magazine. Yeah, that's the other that's you know the other I mean? subtext. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they assume it's all dudes writing in and like <laughs> Yeah, that's lame too. Yeah. I don't like it. Oh, by the what way, magazine was what magazine was it? Those Game Pro. Um, Game Pro. Oh, and I put a typo in the show notes. This is 1998, not 1998. Oh, 98. Or I make more sense than 91 for Spice Girls. Anyway, yeah, let yeah. me be, let me be accurate. I must have typoed that. Yeah, it's uh, October 1998. Is um, the Bo, real quick before the second letter, can you? We asked while you were gone, but the you've got Damon Targaryen and Phil Spencer. But who are this? Who's this girl band? Oh, it's, that's Itzy. They, oh. they had a really good VR dance that introduced me to them. It was, it was like their K-pop performance of their dance number, but it was really awesome. And then I'm like, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, these they're kind of good. Uh, I watched a few YouTube videos, and now my YouTube algorithm is all like, <laughs> you know, because K-pop stars do a lot of IRL shit. So it's like, yeah. here, check out Itzy, and they're like little feud, and it's like obviously fabricated, but I'm like... Eh, let me click it. And I'm like, oh no, I'm 40 and listening to watching K pop girl band. But I'm like, eh, whatever. They're yeah. great. I like them. Yeah. That, so, uh, they're my spice girls. I think that's great. Brian. And I like that you put, I, can't, I like that you just keep accumulating new things in this Photoshop image. You yeah. It's up. a new thing I'm experimenting with where it's like, if I like something, I'm just going to put it in my, uh, you know, my fan thing and maybe we'll build this up over time. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soon you only see Bo's eyes as we speak, yeah. a big group of stuff. That's, that's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a thing. If people like it, if it's cool, you know. And, yeah. yeah, I have a new one. I'm I'm gonna add uh, real soon. I love it. It's like Artanis thing. Didn't expect it. All right, here's a uh, letter number two from that. Is it the same issue? Same gay pro. Same issue. Yeah. Right, same issue. My dearest Martha, I have read several letters that disturbed, aggravated, or insulted me, but none of them bothered me enough to make me send in a response. Until now. Oh. First of all, I'd like to respond to, we'll say, Nike N, in case it's a real name. If profanity in games bothers you that much, why not spend your time watching Nickelodeon or the Disney Channel? This country has become the United States of the Offended, with every single person in the entire country having some small thing to be totally outraged about. My advice to you is to enjoy these games that are 99.99% excellent graphics, gameplay, and enjoyment. Why waste time complaining about the 0.01% you deem offensive? (laughs) Secondly, I have this to say to you, Sir Charles. I hate this guy. Not actually Charles Barkley. Yeah. Uh, Open your eyes, old chap. I live in North Carolina and have bought several outstanding RPGs from neighboring stores. <laughs> if you don't want to do things the easy way, ordering from mail order catalogs or via the internet, try your local media play or Babbage's, or you can purchase previously rented games from Blockbuster Video. I'm quite certain one of these stores is nearby. Yours in this life and the next... B. Kelly. Yeah. Let me tell you about B. Kelly. Um, no hyperbole at all when he says, 
Every single human being is offended by something. Come on, man. Lame. That guy's lame. I'm just going to say it. He's lame. He's lame. I don't like him. R. Kelly, or not R. Kelly, what's his name? R. Kelly, I'm putting you on notice, man. Get ready. V. Kelly, oops, that's not what I meant. All right, uh, excellent work as usual. Let's get to the games we played. I have been steeped in Cyberpunk 2077. I'm really, yeah. really enjoying it. I have only one complaint, and that complaint is uh, the patch 1.6 has been great with lots of great new features, including cross uh, saves and a bunch of other stuff. Here's the problem. There was also a zero-day um, patch thing that happened from uh, Microsoft for Windows 11 uh, to patch a vulnerability that was like pretty serious. And I was told, fix that immediately because it's a real bad one. And the day before, playing Cyberpunk with zero issues after this zero-day zero vulnerability patch, suddenly Cyberpunk on my PC will crash the minute I open it. So I'm trying to work that out. I, it's, it could be a fully That's Windows actually, thing. Actually, I'm glad you're bringing that up. I, based on Bo and you playing it and talking about it, I also downloaded and installed Cyberpunk. I tried Ooh. to play it, and I couldn't get the game to launch. Every time I click it, it opens like it's going to play and then just goes right back to Steam and nothing happens. Do you get the little thing that says send the air report or any of that? No, I don't get that. It's just nothing happens. And I assumed it was a Windows 11 thing, but you're on Windows 11. Yeah. So now I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's either. So it could be this this patch because I was having no problem until this this Windows fix, uh, which, you know, was totally unrelated or it should have been. And no other games. I, I ran through all the other stuff I've been playing or have played. They're all launching and running fine. So I don't... It's some combination of things. I'm sure it'll work out over time. But, you know, the game just so haunted by bugs. It's like, of course, it's going to have this problem. So here's the thing. It didn't really stop me because prior to that that Windows patch, I was playing on there just fine. And I was I had enabled cross-platform saves. And the game went down to 29 bucks. 50% off on Series X and 1.6 added a bunch of new Series X performance tweaks. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and get my second copy of the game now because I do want to play a lot of this on the couch. So I bought it on my Series X. Uh, sure enough, that game runs beautifully now on the the new consoles. I can't speak to PS5s. I don't have it there. But but the Series X version of the game, pff, no issues. Great. Awesome. And the saves cr- crossed over. So I was able to continue over there and the Steam Deck, zero issues. Haven't had any problems. So no lockups or any of that stuff happening there. It's just Windows that's got this problem. But the cool thing is now I've got these saves that are cloud-based and I can play it anywhere I want. So while the PC side gets work, works itself out, I got these other places to play and pick up right where I left off. So very happy about that. Um, the, sa- the cloud save thing's a little screwy right now. It doesn't always show up. Like your most immediate save will sometimes just not be there, but it is actually there. Uh, so they got to they got to work on some of that. It's not perfect, but uh, I'm having a blast with that game. Um, I'm even finally past. We've talked about this before, um, Bo, because you were you know we we brought up the point that hey, this is based on a property that came out in the '80s. This this does try to to faithfully lift some of the language of the content from that era. And it's not exactly what people think of when they think of Blade Runner or something. It's it's its own thing, and some of the corp you know words like corpo and gunk and you know these these slang terms that are kind of unique to to that space. 
at first it can kind of throw you and make you just go, oh, this is cornball. Like some of this dialogue just feels like it was ripped out of 89. That's because it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, uh, I've gotten past that. I'm good. It doesn't bother me anymore. And there have been some moments in this thing where I was really transfixed by what they were doing. And it's usually the moments where they've really gone far into the, you know, you entering cyberspace by jacking into some computer or you getting a doc a ripper doc to give you a new, whatever it's, it's the moments where they really just dive into like, that's the culture. Everyone's augmented except these monks, they have it all torn out of them and they, and, and they're pure from then on. And like these kind of concepts, world buildy sort of stuff really working for me. Yeah. Like they, they like it's, it's the sort of thing. Cause I remember the early comments where it's like, Oh, it's borderlands. Everything, everything is kind of one of those shitty, everyone's an asshole worlds, right? Like yeah. life is cheap, right. but they do kind of lean into the more human aspects of the commercialization of upgrades, right? Like yeah. the whole cyberpunk aesthetic is like, and then they really lean in the anime. They lean into it super hard where it's like, like, in order to be relevant, in order to, be, to compete, you've got to upgrade. Got to have hardware. You got to. Yeah. You got to have hardware. Everyone's got to have. Just like everyone now has to have a phone. Like, how are you going to get a job without a computer, phone, and internet? What, what do you do? Like, you're in the dark ages. You know, like it's 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 that, but in this world, it's neat. Like, yeah. it, like the storytelling is like you. It is the CD Projekt Red team. So even though like the surface level stuff, maybe it's cheesy and whatever, but like the overall storytelling is very good. It's very good. And it's deep. And some of those quests go much further than I expect. And um, there are characters I absolutely love in this thing. I really like Judy. I'm, I'm trying to romance her. I haven't gotten anywhere yet. Um, and I'm a lady. So I uh, supposedly that's successful with her. So we'll see. Uh, but then I mean, it's a bit of a spoiler, but I found out the hard way. So I'm, I like Judy and it was like, when you get to that moment in the game where, you know, yeah, it, they, you know, the romance can engage, can kick in. Yeah. It, she's like, yeah, no, I'm not. It's not, I like you dude, but it's not really my thing. And, and, spe- like, oh, by, and speaking of John's game pro uh, thing, the guy about the language, this game, man, like I got called a rancid C word today while I was trying to shoot a guy. It's like, Okay, man. Put dial yeah, it back. If you like a foul language, I got good news for you. Yeah, this great got news. A lot, ton of it. Yeah. <laughs> do really you want good. Do you want to be Johnny Silverhand for a minute and then talk to your girlfriend right after sex, and she just has to sit there comfortably with no pants on, as if that's normal? Like, there's a lot of moments in this game where you're like, "Are there any kids in here?" Because make sure there's no kids in here. <laughs> this game is not for the kids. And yeah, John, like Keanu Reeves is one of the worst ones. It's like, because you're like, "Oh, it's Neo from the Matrix." It's like the complete opposite of that character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. He's, oh yeah, like, for Johnny people who hand is a bastard. Like, yeah. he is such a dick. He is such a not really a one note character, but he really is like a. He's supposed to be held as like the cyberpunk, burn it all to the ground. Who cares? Everything's terrible about yeah. this world, you know. And on the surface, it may seem a little two D. The more I'm around him, the more I like it. Though I liked his character yeah. a lot, and uh, yeah. and yeah. they made a good choice, I think, where you can you can play as him. Like you yeah. you, you do sort of because you're. It's not a spoiler to say because it's most of the game. You're the reason you're seeing Johnny Silverhand is because you have a chip melted into your brain, essentially, and his construct is part of your brain. So yeah. you 
his personality is like you guys are merging in this weird way mm-hmm. so yeah he's in, he's like a bad influence he's like it's like what are you trying to do save yourself he's like let's go burn that building down. <laughs> you know, and you're like uh i don't know about that they handle it really well too because he yeah. shows up you know this is not a new trope to have something in your a voice in your head that only you can see and hear and you know lots of yeah. movies tv shows stories do that i mean but- in one of the zelda games you got like the fairy that helps you like link hello yeah. or whatever hello. yeah hello. he's like that but like a terrible awful yeah. influence person he really is and they handle it really well it's just very cinematic the vibe of the city really works for me i love it at night i like i don't know there's just they they're they're, they get a lot of that stuff right it's not a perfect game by any stretch and certainly it's had a rough go with bugs since launch but 1.6 feels like it's in a really great place other than my weird windows issue i feel really good with it and having it run so well on my deck have it run so well on console and being able to jump back and forth when I'm in the mood to play wherever has been a treat. So that's been like mostly what I played. Yeah, uh, and it's, as a result, the game is just oh, it's, it's so there's so many memorable moments. Like I, even just the music, like the music, music soundtrack is like f- straight fire, yeah, uh, A to really Z. Good. Really good. And like going into places, hearing the mm-hmm. like it's just it's so obnoxious, but it's so of that world where. Yeah, yeah, it, it fits. It one hundred percent fits the my jam for that stuff. So, so where are it. you in the main story? Um, I'm now out in the outskirts doing stuff with Pan Am. Yeah, Pan Am. Yeah, Those girl. Great. Yeah. Um, I tried to romance her too, and she was not having it. No, because she's into dudes. She likes she's, dudes, and I felt like t- saying, "Hey, yeah. give me a mirror. I can go change. I can get a wiener. I can get a wiener real quick. It's not a problem." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is something that kind of weirds me out and i don't know it's 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 a strange thing but you're in a universe where like literally they advertise how interchangeable gender is in that world that yeah. you can just sort of do whatever you want yeah and i don't know as a result it seems weird that people characters in the game are hung up on it but yeah. you know i don't live in that world i don't know how accurate that would be yeah. it just it strikes me as odd maybe they're like the, the monks in the world where they're they they just have their whatever locked in standard is and it's i don't just know the, the efforts there though like they do you do have same uh, sex relationships you do have cisgendered relationships but yeah they don't really delve into the whole yeah spectrum of it like you know yeah. uh, i'm transgender or something so or i can be transgender if you want me to be like oh yeah. you're into girls like hang on i'll i'll <laughs> we can fix this. It's yeah, we 20, can fix this right it's away. Twenty seventy seven. Like I can, <laughs> I can mold myself into your desires. I can you know? be whatever you want me to be. There's like eight yeah, genders. Like I, <laughs> the, the ninth, the ninth like, gender in this is Johnny Silverhand hey, gender. Maybe so. in the expansion pack. I don't. You know, that's that's expansion content, John. Maybe it's coming next year. <laughs> yeah, new new wiener options coming next in twenty twenty three. Anyway, I'm really enjoying it, having a great time, and um, the only other thing I would say would be. Uh, Oh, and I am watching the anime as well. I know, Bo, you've been watching. Right, it. I'm done. I'm fit. I watch all. Of it. It's so good. It's really it's so good. Lived up to the hype it's again. So, it's, make sure no kids are in the room for real. But it's great. It's real good. Yeah, it's it's definitely trigger. The only part that's bad about it is just not enough. It's too short. It's ten it's episodes. Ten episodes. I'm yeah. like, it's just a little. I just. It's got I, mean, a, I just needed a little bit more. The story is a bit fast. Yeah. But I loved every set. It's it got a, a good great ride. energy, yeah. man. It's awesome. I really like and it. And the characters are great. The, like I like all the characters in it. And it's also, you know, TV shows don't do this very often, but it's also like, 
there's a finality to things in this because usually TV shows are trying to preserve their characters for seasons and they got plot armor and, and nobody's got plot armor in this one. And no. I love that about this show. It feels like a one-off and they're done to me. Yeah. It's really good though. Oh my God. It's so good. Yeah. I'm surprised actually how much I liked it. I was worried it was too tie in and too uh, whatever. Their take on slowing down time. Very original. And you'll see it in the trailers. So like the cyberpunk bullet time is a, that's the slow down time, right? Mm-hmm. But in this one, they actually do a cool art thing where they show him frame by frame. Yeah. Traveling with time. And I love that. Like that doesn't really exist cool. anywhere else. And it works really well. And they've animated it so beautifully. I love. And there's tons of it through the whole series. He's yeah. got that sand of uh, Vista and he has his, his key chrome upgrade. And he's like. And if you, if you thought the Ripper docks in the game weren't bloody and gory enough, good news. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the anime's got I, I, I like how they just show him that he's getting new lungs at one point. They just show the, they take out his lungs. It's dripping. There's robot lungs and he's biting down on a bit. Yeah, and there's just blood uh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'm like, this feels like Ripper doc, like mm-hmm. living up to the name. It's so. very visceral. It's really good. Um, yeah. I also played you suck at parking. this is a game on the xbox like a hostile title (laughs) this is a game on xbox uh game pass just launched but it's also available uh to buy on steam and other things but you can play it on game pass it is uh also on pc cross saves all that stuff it's this really really fun stupid game uh where you got a little car or a truck and your goal especially early on in the tutorial is very simple you have to take that car and go park it and it's a little tiny top-down car and you can whip around corners kind of reminds me of old super sprint type racers or whatever you have a limited amount of time to go park in the spot sometimes there's two parking spots or three or four or five and your job is to get to those parking lots as fast as you can try not to knock your per your previous car out of the spot you parked in um and they get harder and harder. There's a whole campaign mode and there's like lots of ways to get hung up and lost or run out of gas or all these other issues. Um, just a really fun game in that way. But where the, where it really shines is the multiplayer. And that's kind of its main gig is is a multiplayer experience that has even a battle pass and all the shit you're used to with that stuff. Um, but it is crazy. Like, I don't know how many people are usually with me. It's like six or eight people or something. And you're just racing to to get to all the parking spots faster than everybody else. <laughs> so, so it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's really great. Um, I had some of the most laugh out loud fun the other night p- trying to park faster than other people. And the physics are great because you can bonk people out of the way. Um, very you know fun competitive stuff like that. I don't know why the guy in this video keeps running into these red walls, but he's an idiot. Maybe he's just trying to show that they exist. But anyway, there's lots of obstacles and things that will kill you, so you want to be careful about certain parking jobs. Um, you unlock new cars, new vans, new little trucks and stuff. It's mostly cosmetic as far as I can tell. And uh, you either rock at parking or you suck at it. And sucking at it means you'll lose. And I actually did pretty well. I was winning a lot of games in a row and I got really hooked on it the other night. I think it's rad. So I'm going to just thumbs up this game pretty hard and recommend people play it. It's got a lot of variety, a lot of wacky stuff. Um, it's simple in a way, but complex in ex- execution because really all you're doing is just trying to drive to these parking spots. But when you're playing other people, especially it's like, I got to be careful or I got to watch this or I got to beat that guy. Or there's just a lot of complexity in the actual playing of it that I didn't expect, um, while keeping cool. controls simple and all of that. And 
you know, tongue firmly in cheek and stuff because it's it knows it knows it's goofy, but I think it's a rad little game and um, yeah, super fun. This looks awesome. Like yeah. I love the look of it too. Yeah, like, got a good look for sure. Real simple, clean look and just yep. a cool idea. Yeah, I love games like this. I do and too. Perfect for Game Pass. Like games like this again, perfect for Game Pass because I don't know if I would ever spend money. Like you know, on the rare cases where I have it. Mm-hmm. I would go, oh, well, I have to buy this game. Yeah. But on Game Pass, I will 100% play this game. Yeah, no no doubt. It's And it's perfect for that. The only downside of it is this week has got like a bunch of really big major named releases on Game Pass. Yeah. And so it's yeah. a little, I didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle. I'm afraid it might a little bit. You know, it's a big deal to get Assassin's Creed Odyssey on Game Pass. And it's a big deal to get these other games coming. It's a busy month for Game Pass. So don't let this one pass you by at home if you're hearing this and it sounds fun to you at all. Um, I don't even know what to compare it to. It doesn't really compare. to it's that, Maybe that's why I liked it mostly is it's just really original, simple, but fun. I don't know. It's great. You Suck at Parking, available now. I Rare. like the title. It's yeah, hilarious. That's pretty good. It's really good. Quick email from a listener while I'm uh, talking about my games because I think it's appropriate. This is about my Steam Deck. Hello, core people. I'm not a techie person, says Matt, when it comes to hardware. So here's my question. If the Steam Deck can play current-gen games at full resolution on a large monitor, then why do we still need to spend thousands of dollars on a gaming computer? Is the answer uh, we don't, then the Steam Deck and hardware uh, like it should be more revolutionary than we think, or no? Uh, Thanks, guys. Here's the bomb. Matt. Well, Matt, I would say uh, it's not as capable as, as a fully decked out PC on your desktop, not even close. Um, it, if you were going to run your steam deck on a monitor at a desktop, you're going to be limited by certain things that you may not be thinking of. Um, first, first of which might be resolution. You're not going to get 4k out of every game. Some games maybe, but some of them you're, you're definitely not going to, you're not going to get ray tracing. You're not going to get, you know, modern, bells and whistles that a full-blown PC with a big GPU are going to give you. That's not why this exists. This exists to take that stuff on the road, shrink it down to a screen where you don't really care about the resolution to some degree because it's fine at 720p on a handheld. It's who cares. Um you know, I like right now I can get I can get Cyberpunk to run at 60 frames, but I have to give up on some stuff to do that. If I run at 30, I get a few more things. Like there there are there are reasons to think like, like if you're like, man, I can't afford a PC, but I could afford one of these. Then I do think it's a good alternative because you can't afford the full blown thing anyway. And this is a great middle ground, but if you can get the PC and if it's just a choice between, well, do I want the highest fidelity experience? The steam deck's not going to give you that, but all the other things combined like portability cross saves, um, you know, all the, all the things the steam deck can do that, that in combination with uh, with your PC might be like why I love it. I love it as a as a PC extension. I absolutely love it for that. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think PCs right now are in the enthusiast camp if you're spending a lot for them. Yeah, like all the consoles give good gaming experiences, you know. But yes. The, that's why I bought my 166 megahertz screen because I'm like I've got an expensive PC. Let me get my enthusiast benefit out of it. Sure, well, so you said it. More frames. You, you, you know? said it really well. I think that's the answer. Is like, do you want do you want to just get by and have a basic good experience? Well, then get a Switch, get a PlayStation, get a Xbox, get a Steam Deck. Like, yes, 
That's the answer. Like the basic experience in 2022 is way better than you would have talked about 10 years ago. Oh, easily. Clearly you're missing out. Maybe even like you're not necessarily missing out on something unmissable. So it's totally fine, but there are, you know, VR experiences benefit from the PC. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 4k and 1440, you know, high resolutions, high frame rates are still only attainable on the PC. Yeah, that is correct. So. I mean, somewhat on consoles, but you're right. And I'm not going to be able to get. Yeah, the, I guess so. It's I'm not, not going to get the 4K. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get the full full 4K or even 1440p full everything on experience that something like Cyberpunk would offer on the Steam Deck. But I'm going to get an experience that's way better than any handheld has ever done, including yeah. a, the Switch. If you even see it as competition, so it just depends what you want. That portability is a big thing for me. It may not be for. For everybody, if you're fine, just plant your butt in front of your computer. You should do that. I'm, I'm really hoping that the, we'll, we'll be talking about it soon. NVIDIA is going to have their news, their their project beyond four, uh, 40 uh, series cards. Yeah. They're going to be talking about that in the next coming weeks. So we're going to, I'm really interested to see if, like, how viable 4K gaming is out of these new cards. You know, I agree. Also, yeah. what, what else they're going to do to, to, like, with high them. frame rates? Like, because obviously I could game in 4K, but I'm probably going to get low frame rates. Yeah. Good point. Uh, John, what are you playing these days? I'll bet there's some Final Fantasy going on, yeah? Yeah, there's actually three at the moment, like just to really sell that the uh, the problem is getting worse, not better. Um, I'm currently playing Final Fantasy 1, 9, and 14. Um, Nothing really new to say about any of those, except that I am continuing with with all of that. I got just hopelessly re-addicted to playing the um, Pixel Remaster. And I know I talked a lot about these when I played through them the first time, but there's something about the look and the autoplay, the auto-battle system that just makes the parts of those older games that are a little monotonous and uh, tedious, like, kind of fun and chill and relaxing and lets you just focus on the game for what it is. And I really appreciate it, and it's made me want to even though I'm still playing through all the games right now, play through all the games again. So I don't know how long that's going to go, where that's going to lead, but still playing all of those. And then I wanted to tell you guys, I pre-ordered a game hmm. just for the pre-order bonus. Oh, oh shit. I, felt, I felt the need to tell you guys about this because typically we say don't pre-order games as a general rule. Usually. Unless you're um, really into it. Nothing wrong with sure. it if you really uh, want to. Well. Yeah. But uh, but good advice to not get burned is to not pre-order. But uh, I saw a pre-order bonus I just couldn't live without, and I What's did it. What's the bonus? Uh, so I pre-ordered Return to Monkey Island. Oh, which if well, you, uh, you oh, yeah, if yeah, you man. pre-order it, uh, yeah. it comes with free horse armor. <laughs> Shut up! Shut <laughs> so, up! That's like almost a meme purchase. Like, it is you know one. memeing, right? It like, is. So I want to read the description of what the horse armor is for this game. Uh, All pre-order customers will receive the exclusive horse armor item in their inventory. Please note that the horse armor has no practical use in the game and in no way will contribute to the gameplay, puzzles, or narrative of Return to Monkey Island. But it is very exclusive. (laughs) Okay. Wow. And there's something I love about the ultra honesty of just like, pre-order our game, here's something stupid, it doesn't matter at all. It has literally no use, and we're ripping on uh, old Elder Scrolls uh, Oblivion business just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. It made me laugh, and I was like, you know what, Monkey Island? You come out in a couple days anyway. 
I'm pre-ordering. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I gotta get this. Uh, I gotta no, get this horse armor. No harm. Yeah, why not? So, especially only if it's a couple days. That's like hardly. A yeah, it's yeah. nothing. I think yeah. it comes out on the 19th of this month or something like that. So yeah. it's coming out soon. It's Tuesday. I'm I think. so yeah. excited. I love the Monkey Island games. Like this was kind of a no-brainer for me. I'm excited anyway, too. This is that one. This, this game got a little bit of a, you know, got a bump in notability because people are complaining about the art style. Personally, I think this art style looks like it kicks ass. I'm so excited. To play yeah, this game i like it yeah probably good on the steam deck yeah probably is i think it will yeah it's a good good game for that yep uh but the big game i played to talk about this week because it is uh i heard the most anticipated video game oh uh is i played metal hellsinger mm. uh which is now available on game pass and has come out and i'm going to tell you this game kicks ass mm. this game is really good yeah. oh is um, it now? Yeah. I think this game is cool. The only thing I don't like about this game is how bad I am at keeping a beat. Uh, it's an embarrassment <laughs> for the son of a drummer, but I'm going to just say I'm not the best at it. I have a hard time with it. Um, this game is cool, though. It is like mixing uh, the the remake or re-release or whatever you want to call it, because I can't ever remember the year. The new Doom. 2016. W- doom 2016 Mm. with a rhythm game Mm. and it's cool it's super super cool the shooting feels Mm. good um it's got a very metal storyline it's got a uh cool soundtrack which i guess they went and made sure that all the music is okay to stream and okay to broadcast you're not going to get any copyright strikes or any issues with it yeah they put out a big tweet about it that they're like don't worry about streamer modes just play the game um because it's the way it should be this has got the system of the down dude in it right he did some original songs for um for the game or something so it's like got big names it's not just throwaway music either it's like you know yeah i'm having a awesome time with it i think this game is really cool it's really fun um you know i think depending on how into uh, like rhythm style games you are you know you might your opinion on it might vary but like running around and shooting and even guns that have reload like it kind of has it's not exactly the same as like uh, gears of wars active reload but uh for so like there's a shotgun in it and there's a pretty long animation to reload the shotgun. But if you hit reload with the beat and with the rhythm, it reloads faster. Mm. So, and it has a very satisfying sound effect that goes with the beat when you're reloading. So it just, it kind of all flows together. It kind of almost feels like you're playing a Christopher Nolan trailer oh, where weird. like you've got sound effects weird. that are just going with the beat Blah. and it sounds really cool as a result. Um, everything's just got a heavy metal vibe and look to it. It's a lot of demons and skeletons and, um, you know, you look like you're fresh out of a Diablo game as a character yourself. Uh, I think this game is friggin' good. Yeah. So uh, I wanted I to play this today and I didn't have time. Out. I really wanted to load it up, but I didn't. I'm glad somebody played it because that's great news. I want to play yeah, this. Jeez. Interesting. Definitely very interesting. So Game Pass, also Steam, also it's all over the place. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it is on Steam right now. I'm looking right now. Oh, the other thing I discovered, uh, the only thing that I had a lot of uh, trouble with, I'm not exactly sure why you pick which weapon, except 
I did find between, so like the weapon you start with is a sword and then you get uh, a skull that you shoot fire out of mm-hmm. and then you get a shotgun. And I found that, you know, for faster beats, the shotgun was too slow to really keep a good rhythm with. So the, I was like, okay, well, I see a reason to go back to the skull. I'm not exactly sure why you go back to the sword. They didn't, they haven't really differentiated like what weapons are for, except that there are different weapons. But uh, I have discovered that I am incapable of keeping beat while holding a sword. There's something about you give me a sword and I just want <laughs> to swing it wildly and crazy as fast as possible. Mm. Guns, no problem. I can shoot to a beat pretty decently and do okay. As soon as the sword comes out, I just, it falls apart horribly. But oh, it looks like I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm looking it. at the video. It looks like with the shotgun, it, the difference is with the skull, it's do, 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 do. And the shotguns, yeah. do. Dude, dude, like it's just skipping yeah. a beat, right? Yeah. So you have to get used to that. I yeah, guess. but like the boss fights, I, I found have different tempos in interesting ways. Oh, okay. so you get through and you get used to it, but then you get a boss and the tempo's a little bit quicker and a little bit faster. And um, it, I was like, oh, the shotgun isn't really doing it super great for this. Although it's good when you know, like the ads come out during the boss fight, like it was fine there. Sure. But I was having a hard time with. It. I switched to the skull and I just started doing awesome so i mean it could be personal preference too it could be there are people with the shotgun that are just like not super easy yeah it could be uh i i have a i struggle with it so (laughs) i but i love this game this game's super cool i'm so excited to play this now this is great okay i got it on um i got a code for steam and i figured that'd be a great place to test it on the deck as well so i'll report next week whether that's a a viable platform to be playing this game on. Are you yeah, playing? I played it with mouse and keyboard, so I don't know how it goes with controller. Being a Game Pass game, I'm sure it's I'm sure it works fine. Yeah. Um, but I haven't tried it with controller, so nice. All right, well you you've convinced me to give that a go. I'm excited yeah, about it looks, that. It looks sweet. Uh, Bo, before you tell me about your games, I got an email for you. Oh, um, let's hear it. It says uh, this is from Cyber Pope. Which sounds very cyberpunk. I love that. I am the cyberpope. Cyberpope. Um, he says this before, uh, or he says, sorry, I was reading the thing that I wrote for the header. Regarding monitors, uh, displays and stuff, Bo, this year we have Quantum Dot, or QDOLED, the next generation of display tech coming to monitors finally. Uh, just saying there's more to monitors than just frame rate and resolution, color accuracy, HDR performance, and contrast ratios, etc. And then there's a link to... Uh, to this, does that uh, does that jump at you at all? Any interest in uh, getting your hands on a the the, the latest tech when it comes to displays? Uh, I mean, yeah. So the prices on these things are quite high. Yes. <laughs> so, so like when you start getting into enthusiast monitors, they are expensive. Of course, I would take the best of everything every time. Yeah, if budget wasn't a con- consideration, right? Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, sure. I I mean, really. So this is a 4K mod. I'm just sort of looking at the link here. Yeah. I don't like curved displays. I mean, not, I don't hate them, but I, I think I prefer flat monitor. Yeah. Um, is this an ultra wide? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, not a big fan of the ultra wide simply because um, I don't think you're going to look at the whole screen. And it's just hard to one-to-one with streaming, which is something I do. So I'm not really super interested in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I do want a higher resolution monitor. There's lots to think about. All I know is I looked at the 4K monitors and they were like, with a good refresh, they're in the thousand, a thousand bucks and up. And I'm like, ooh, I'm, 
Oopa, I might as well just buy a big TV or something, you know? Like, I, I feel like I'm getting into television territory when it comes to spending a thousand. So, that's what I'm trying to find is the price on this one. And there's not one yet. If they don't show you, it's considerable. Yeah. Yeah. I also realized I'm like hooked on 31 inch monitors. It was just lucky that the one I got was also 31 inch, but a lot of what I looked at was like they're 25 to 27. And I'm like, no, no, I like having big monitors. Yeah. Again, that's more price because the big monitors. Also it's a sweet popular. spot though, right? Because anything bigger than that, it feels insane. Yeah. Like I've used my TV, my 50 inch TV as a monitor, and I'm like, it's pretty big. Like, it's, yeah, you know, it's not big. the best, but it's cool. It's cool for some games and stuff. You really, you know. Before VR was a thing, getting immersed in a giant video game was that was the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know the pixels are really big when you're sitting that close. So, um, yeah, 31 is sweet. I like the 31 inch uh, monitors. Myself. Nice. Uh, still playing uh, the old Grim Dawn, eh? How's that going? Yeah, I'm still in Grim Dawn. I've just been in ARPG mood. I think the f- the frame rate lo- makes it look real nice. Like it's a step up. I'm mm-hmm. like um, I'm in the first expansion content now. Um, I'm getting to the point where resistances matter, I guess. Like, I could start the elite and ultra difficulties, but I'm like, well, let me just play through the campaign. Like, so I'm kind of invincible, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm not resistant to a damage type, and I get mowed over, which is, I don't know, it's not the most interesting itemization gameplay to be trying to finagle your resistances, but it's been all right. I think I'm ready to move on soon, but um, because it is fairly, like, I don't know. I'm at the point where item science is really important, but I'm just kind of casually going through the game, so I'm, you know, I'm still leveling. I'm at level 61 or something like that. Mm. So I'm like, you know, the Mac cap level caps 100, so I, I don't like investing in too much gear when you're going to out-gear it in a few levels. Like, So I'm not sure if, if the level, uh, it'll still take a long time to reach levels. Mm-hmm. So stuff's getting challenging and I'm sort of, you know, I want to play other games, but I'm really hooked on Grimdon. It's a, it's a, you know, gives you that Zen really RPG good. experience. And that's just kind of what I've been doing. It's interesting. Um, you said that about the resistances. That's the, there's definitely a moment around 30 to 40 where I felt like I was never, or, or, or I had to change my approach to what gear I would accept so yeah. that I could have the resistances I needed because it gets crazy. Like, you know, yeah, you used to yeah. melt I people mean, with certain gear, and then later it's like, oh my gosh, if I don't get more poison resist, I'm gonna, I'm dead. Mostly in the main game, it's okay, but you know, there's those skeleton key dungeons where yeah. you can't rift out, and if you die, then that's it, you're done. Yeah, I mean, I have quests to do in there, so I'm like, I've died out of a few of those. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, because the game's mostly easy; it's on the easiest mode. But yeah, I heard the way to do it is to get everything in the basic difficulty mm-hmm. then do elite really quickly then do the ultra difficulty as sort of the the main end game kind of thing but it's just it's like diablo 3 it's playing the game over and over again right i don't know i don't know like i just i love the game i enjoy it but i'm there's a part of me that wants to move on I, i'm thinking of starting up war tales pretty soon oh yeah war tales updates look good you gotta get yeah, in there there's a war tale uh, update uh, adding like a giant metropolis mm-hmm a uh, city in there, so I think once that gets launched, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, start playing that game. I can't wait for everything to launch. Uh, yeah, that game for dude. years. So I think I'm, and while still I'm still in the Baldur's Gate three waiting room, I'm gonna start up War Tales. Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, that's uh, the game I got to work real uh, well on the deck. The um, uh, Baldur's Gate three already running really good on there. By the way, yeah, I'm really about it's pretty great. I'm looking so I'm looking forward to it. I hope I can get a couple of multiplayer games going 
during that period because nice. that's fun. Nice. Uh, you know, playing with people. Uh, just, yeah. So I'm <laughs> suggesting it to you guys because I'd obviously love to play <laughs> sure. TTRPG with you guys. But I do like that you wrote here Cyberpunk Edge Rubbers. That's cool. Yeah, that was a typo I did in our chat, and I was like, oh, that's funny. You should keep it. Yeah. yeah, she keep yeah. it. I think it's good. Yeah. Strong. So, I also consider that gaming content this for my week because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other thing we didn't mention is that it actually has so much from the game. Like, the background environments look mm-hmm. like they're painted over from stills in the game. Like, yeah. uh, the calling system uses all the sound effects in the game. I spotted several soundtracks that are from the game. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of the game in there without it feeling like it's just like straight marketing or reference. Like it's integrated really well. I haven't seen it yet, but the edge runner there's edge runners DLC that's already in the game that came with one, 1.6. And I don't know what that is, but it's in the yeah, game. I don't too. know either. I'm curious to kind of, and now that I've watched them, like, Oh, I kind of want to go in. Like, honestly, like the anime is, it kind of overshadows the game a little bit just because it's so, it's so like insane, you know, like it, the, it's insane in the way that the the real life cyberpunk isn't because of just you know, there's that one guy Maine who's just like a giant like nine foot man full of like iron. Mm-hmm. He's got like a rock, you know. He's fighting this tiger claw guy and he's just got a rocket launcher and then point blank shoots a rocket into the guy and he just he disintegrates into blood completely and you're like, oh man, this guy's awesome. That's great. And they don't have a guy like that in the game, right? So you're like, uh. no, but they do have that rate that giant robot uh, security dude. Who's in the first tower mission? Oh, Adam Smasher. Oh, he's cool. Adam Smasher is in the anime. If you're looking forward to seeing. Oh, I haven't caught that point then. All right. I'm early. I'm like, Oh, well, Adam, he's referenced early as a legend, but he'll be, he's in the anime a little more. He's great. He says terrible things to people though. He, but when I walked, I walked in and he goes, you look like a piece of meat. I'd like to F. Like, well, he says an effable piece of meat. Well, oh, that's what now, it is. Because you're in a brain dance as one of the a woman character, mm-hmm. and yeah, he walks by and he says, "There's now, there's an effable piece of meat." He's an a hole, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Giant dick. I mean, he's. But hey, he's, it's uh, cyberpunk, man. He's, he, he's uh, what do they call? It? He lives on the edge of uh, you know in this game. He's one yeah. of the edge runners. Yeah, he's running world. on that edge, keeping that edge going. Yeah. He's more machine than man. Well, those are the games we played. We hope one of those smacks of something you'd like to play at home, everybody. But real quickly, we have one more email to read. That's a good question. This is an email from Joshua who says uh, stories of the year from Core. Number one, Scott pees in a bottle while recording the show. Number two, Bo poos in the lake. Number three, Scott poos in a pipe. Four, John's girlfriend poos in front of him. <laughs> Thanks, it Josh. is the best one, really. Yeah. <laughs> you really think about it. Uh, yeah, you're right. 2022, big year for uh, horrible stories. <laughs> big year for poo stories. Summer yep. poo, 2022. Yeah, summer poo, 2022. Uh Thank you, Josh. You're my favorite email of the week. That's why I wanted That's to That's all he wrote. That was the whole thing. <laughs> That's it. What else do you need? That's it. <laughs> just, I, I appreciate he made a list of this thing. There's the ranking. Yeah. I agree. Got it. Hey, how are we on mashups? I haven't had a mashup in a while. Is I Jamie don't okay? know. Jamie's uh, he got, got a new job, so he's probably just sort of acclimating, but um, I'm sure something's coming down the pipe, but uh, nothing yeah. new this Your week. fans are thirsty for more. I can count myself as one of them. I agree. Great, so I, just, I love his mashup. And also, sometimes Scott forgets, so mainly why I'm reminding it is just in case he asked. Yeah, no. I, I in this particular case, there is nothing to play, but 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 yes, I uh, okay. we are we are on the lookout. Um, I do want to remind folks. 
folks, that if you like this show, and I'm sure you do, I know I do, if I liked it as much as I do, then I, I would support it on Patreon as well. Well, you can do that. Patreon.com slash core show is where you can do it. Go throw a buck or two our way and show your support for your favorite podcast. That's Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, for everything else, it's frogpants.com slash core. And if you're trying to send us those emails like we read today, talk to the core at gmail.com is the email address to use. I think that's going to do it. Oh, we record live on Thursdays at 5 p.m. Mountain. So if you want to come join the uh, online hangout hilarity, uh, we're here for you as well. Uh, so do that. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, what else? What do we usually do here? Oh, old lady. R- r- tell us what we played today, old lady. Old Lady John, what do we do? What do we play? Well, for those of you that get to the end of the show and go, wow, that was a whirlwind of poo stories and laughter, and I don't remember a damn thing they talked about. <laughs> well, here's what they talked about. Uh, Scott talked about Cyberpunk 2077, and you suck at parking. <laughs> it's not just true, it's a video game. <laughs> And John played Final Fantasy 1, 9, and 14 because he hasn't learned what sequential order means yet. <laughs> he also pre-ordered Return to Monkey Island and played Metal Hellsinger, the most anticipated video game. Award-winning, as a matter of fact. Wow. Bo played Grim Dawn and he watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners <laughs> because apparently now... We've gotten to the point where we celebrate sitting on your ass watching television in this segment. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. Nice nice sum up, Grandma. You did great. She's fired up today, I she guess. She is fired up. Yeah, she's got she's full of piss piss and vinegar. All right, that's it everybody. Thanks for listening. Also, yes, there is a story about Bo peeing on himself. That's also a big winner this year, but <laughs> Sadly, he didn't poo himself. Um, anyway, that'll do it for us. It doesn't, we'll be- it doesn't make the poo list. <laughs> no, it does not make the poo list. Pee list, no problem. We'll be if back. I would have pooed myself, then... Then it, well, you'd never hear the end of it. It would be the ultimate story, and we'd all be happy. Uh, that's it. Thank you all for listening and being here and checking us out however you do it. Go play a video game. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. That's right. We all have that attitude. The train will be rolling in no time. Let's do it. Hi, and welcome back to Roman Paul's JRPG Corner. A recent community survey said that hearing my voice was the best reason to hit stop playing on their podcast app of choice. If anything... I'm here for the people. This week, we're looking at Digimon Survive, the recently released tactical JRPG for consoles and PC. Survive is the latest game in the popular Digimon universe, and it's unique in that it feels more like a virtual novel than an actual game. The main character is quickly thrust into an alternate world where you have to solve mysteries with your friends. As you begin to solve said mysteries, you encounter some funky-looking little monsters. And then chaos ensues after they start talking to you. I won't spoil much more as the story is very engaging, unique, and even dark at times. It's honestly kept me hooked for hours on end. Now, as others have said, the combat can be a little disappointing. It's not as strong as it was in their previous Cyber Sleuth games, and the grid system could use some work. Think of it as a combination of uh, Live Lives battles and Disgaea battles. 
The gameplay loop consists of building friendships, uh, fighting strategy style battles, unlocking different Digimon evolutions, and discovering clues to further the story and side quests. While some fans of the traditional Digimon games might balk at the changes, this is truly a great game for those times when you just want to sit around, read a good story, and train your digital buddies. Now once again, that's Digimon Survive, and it's on consoles and PC. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you core nerds next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.